Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tony Dunn and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Come on and have a seat, folks, on the C3 Therapy Couch. Copays are welcome. Tonight's show, micromanagement or mismanagement, or I actually titled it, micromanagement or incompetence the c3 panthers podcast is back again back at it again on a tuesday night longest running panthers podcast around it's difficult it's difficult getting ready for this show trying to think of what to talk about how to talk about it and how to think and i think what's really most daunting about this night tonight as i tried to figure out how to generate excitement or energy or even real discussion of things that we haven't talked about ad nauseum on this program is the idea that we're going to have to do this for 12 more weeks, probably a very identical discussion going forward. Guys, tonight we've got the still things to talk about. Is Frank Reich, is he a patsy? Is he a wet noodle? Is he a fall guy? Is he a yes man? Who's on the chopping block? Is Frank Reich, Scott Fitter? Are they on the chopping block? Will Scott Fitterer make it through the bye week? How involved is David Tepper, folks? More and more news coming out, not only from speculation from fans, speculation from league sources, but straight from Frank Reich's mouth about the involvement of David Tepper's weekly uh, interactions and meddling with the team. How much is that a part of the Carolina Panthers failures at this point or is it adding undue pressure the ping pong table is still pinging and ponging in the background miles sanders not doing well after a week of fumbles he's taking the brunt of some panther fan um ire should we say and rightfully so and then Terrace Marshall Jr., another lost player somehow Frank Reich is always he's the dad that chaperones a trip with the kids and loses a kid at the zoo. He loses a kid at the zoo <laughs> and there's a panic. It's like, where is, where is Terrace? Where's Terrace? I can't find, he was just here last week. He was just like here last week. The week before it was Adam Thielen. Where's Adam? Where's Adam? 
Guys, where are y'all at? Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. I know where Cody Lashney's at. He's my wheel man. He's to my left, I guess. On my screen, you're to my left, to the left of me, to the right of me. That's my wheel man, Cody Lashney. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful, man. Listen, uh, I'm public enemy number one. Everybody got something to say to me, man, and I'm here for it. Uh, listen, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan through and through. That will never change. But you can only handle so much incompetence on top of incompetence on top of incompetence, man. I mean, you have Frank Wright forgetting to put a player in the game. Um, you you have Hayden Hurst now talking more audibly about stepping up and being a leader. Uh, Tony, we had fans in our comment section under the last post game show. Panther fans that were there for the Lions game in Detroit. And they were saying in the comments that the Panthers felt like they had zero energy to the football team, that nobody was playing for one another. Um, It's tough times right now in C3 Panther Nation. But you know what? We're going to do this together like we always do with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know them and love them. It's our guy, Drew. Billy Hall, Brandon R., Chase Hawkins, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, JB, Making True Money, Muscles, Marinara, Paisan, Patty Grimes, Raleigh Lee, Roosevelt Mongo, The Stats, Tim Estes, and Supreme Lita Z, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We need you folks more than ever. Billy Hall with a great, great donation, support of the podcast with this super chat. He says, while it's hard to be a Panther fans these days, real fans don't jump ship. Keep pounding guys long road ahead. We need you guys. We don't need you. Not only do we not need you jumping ship on the Carolina Panthers, we need you to lock arms with us as we continue to march down this road. It is a long road, Billy. It is a long road, but we're going to walk it together. Go ahead, smash the thumbs up button. Remember, you can call in at 252-228-5098. We're really close to give it away a Jonathan Mango jersey this past week as a near connection in the end zone between Bryce Young and the rookie Jonathan Mango. That's all it takes right now for one C3 superfan to get a Jonathan Mango jersey. You can be a C3 superfan by uh, contributing just a dollar. You hit the join button, $1.99 uh, support of, of a month continues to grow this podcast as we expand our content, expand our reach, and uh, try to build a culture, build a foundation, a culture in the midst of adversity. CK, the year of 20C3 was not what I wanted it to be. Well, it's not what you wanted it to be yet, right? I mean, there's still some, there's still some hope, man. There's, uh, there's some things to look forward to. Uh, and so, listen, I mean... If nothing else, you guys can enjoy your fantasy seasons. Oh, my <laughs> um, goodness. I Not if how you drafted Miles Sanders. Bro, oh, yeah, that's true. Dude, I'm talented. Like, listen, yeah, I, I know yeah. that we have a – we are in a tell spin down to the earth. But I'll tell you what, this past week was incredible for me. My fantasy team went oh, bro. off, bro. Chip. Did you set, like, a all-time fantasy record? On my for our squad because we do legacy, uh, the all time highest scoring team like week uh, I had this week 
Um, I had DJ Moore, Jamar Chase. Those guys both alone got me 50. Um, yeah. I had Justin Jamar Fields. Chase. Had, is that? That's six touchdowns between two guys. Oh, just wait. I have George Kittle, who had his first touchdown of the season, and it happened to be three of them in one night. I had Justin Fields. I had uh, Adam Thielen. Um, I had uh, the – I can't remember who I had – who cares after that, that point? Dude, you know, I was a 200. I scored 240 points. And we don't even insane. do a kicker league. We have, we only start eight. We don't even start nine with a kicker. I ran into a Jalen Hurts team this week at Hurt. Yeah, tough, tough. Jalen Hurts and those guys unstoppable with that one yard push play. Um, Unreal. Gosh. Uh, gosh, I wonder what it's like to be a fan of the 49ers or the Philadelphia dude, Eagles right now. Perennial contenders, dude. Like, it's just so... Like, the Eagles didn't used to be perennial contenders. So let's be real about it. Um, they, but it started with Frank Reich. Uh, um, right. Well, sort of. Um, Peterson. But, Doug Peterson, right? Doug Peterson. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that with Carson Wentz and what have you. But, um, man, but it does give you hope, man. You can be a really bad team and still become a... a, a a steady contender. Now don't look at the Bengals and hope for, for that to be the case. Cause they are not doing very well right now. Up and down, up and yep. down for them. But you know, Burrow, tough to go Joe to Burrow England. Came back. He had a great game and threw yep. three touchdowns to Jamar Chase. Yeah. Uh, but the bills, the bills, you know, had to go to, um, across the pond yep. and the Jags, you know, were there for a whole two weeks, man. Acclimating. Should have seen that coming. I tell you, I'm really bad at this football thing. He's picking these games. Same. Um, man, I just like it. Just it doesn't matter what you expect. Maybe that's our hope right now. Maybe that is our hope because there should be no way the Carolina Panthers win against the Miami Dolphins coming this week. Uh, but strangely, the over under in this game is lower than you would anticipate, or at least that I anticipate. It's only okay. 43 points, I think. Right? How about that? A total 43 points scored in this? If the Panthers can score 10, I think you call the over on that. Something's going on. Something's afoot. Ve- Vegas. They know something. Cons- yeah. They're like, oh, crap. Carolina's going to come out with a vendetta trying to save their you know, reputation. I know this is taking a spin, but have we still not heard anything about JC? JC who? Horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> JC that his who? ass is hurt. What JC? Yeah. But that's exactly. what I mean. It's like we were told that it was like like a four week thing, and right no. now it would be right there at that, that. He's done for the season, bro. You think so? Yes. That it shit snapped. They, he had a. You remember what Aaron Rodgers' uh, Achilles looked like? Yeah. And you saw that little wobble wobble. That's what his hamstring probably did. So then why didn't they put him on season ending IR? Yeah, that's a better move. I for think the, he the, doesn't want to go. I think they you know, you know, it's by the way, Justin Jefferson suffered a hamstring injury. He's seeking that second opinion. I think Horn really wants to come back and play just you know, just because he needs to he some really? he has to defeat the injury bug. Narrative, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. If he's out, it's not for, for the team; it's for himself. If he's played three seasons and only been on the field for six games, I mean, that's going to be uh, again. I don't that's an exaggeration on the number there. I'm sure he's played a little bit more than that, but like that's certainly going to be uh, a tick against his 
I'm not injury prone uh, conversations. Yeah. Uh, he gets mad on Twitter when people indicate that he's injury prone. Yeah, man, he's tr- <laughs> he's you know he's in a he's feeling some kind of way, and you got to know that that frustration. You got to you feel for a guy right there where yeah. you know you do what all the right things, and it just is like I'm telling you, man. Listen to that Albert King song. This guy's been down since he learned how to crawl. <laughs> he is. If he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no bad. He'd have no luck at all. Carolina Panthers have some bad luck, but they also have some poor leadership, it seems like, and poor ownership. And as this whole thing is spiraling out of control, David Tepper is out there pitching his new practice facility for his real football team, that MLS team. I don't even know. I don't even care what the name. What's the name of the team again? The It's just the Charlotte MLS, right? Charlotte FBA, Charlotte. Charlotte FBA. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte I don't even care, football. man. He's like, oh, we're we're developing. You know what? Uh, David Tepper brought music to Charlotte. Now he brought neighborhoods to Charlotte. He's developing neighborhoods out there. The Carolina Panthers are struggling. They're falling apart. And you got to wonder how and when. Who who will be the sacrifice? I don't like to use those terms of football gods because I'm Catholic and I feel like even just joking in those terms. But who do you sacrifice at the altar to the fans? That's who it is. The the football gods are the fans out there who are not the actually God. We're not gods. We are the peasants at the gates. If you think like the like we want some blood, who will the Carolina Panthers sacrifice? Will Scott Fitterer only- make it through the bye week? Will Frank Rank make it past year one? All of these things rest in the hand of a man who is very involved. David Tepper. We'll be getting into that. Tonight, the number is 252-228-5098. Don't forget the shows sponsored by Caldera Labs. Caldera Labs, twice a day men's skin hair, skin product, or twice a day regimen that helps slow uh, the wrinkles, fight the aging process, and you're going to need it, folks. You know who needs calderalab.com slash C3 to get his 20% discount? Uh-huh. That is Frank Reich. Frank Reich going to get older. He's getting older and older and tired, tired by the moment, but I think I am too. That's why I'm using my Caldera Lab products. I wake up in the morning. I use the facial cleanse. I love the lotion, right? Because they get you to clean the face. It tightens up. You can feel it tighten up immediately too. It's kind of wild. And then you get the lotion. It's not the dry. You don't get the dryness. It eliminated blackheads. It you know I got rid of that oily uh, feeling is that it comes with this Italian skin. At night, you can put on this serum. You got the eye cream. I need a lot of it because I'm crying every day, crying every day. CalderaLab.com slash C3 gets you 20% off your order. You're going to want a discount, folks. You're going to want a discount because right now we're paying the price in other ways. We are paying the price as fans. We're paying the price. And David Tepper's just raking in the freaking money, raking in the freaking money. And we're just crying our eyes out. So as you try to fight those tears, as you try to fight the aging process that the Carolina Panthers bring you, check out calderalab.com slash C3. Make sure you hit that C slash C3 to get that 20% off and help us continue uh, to keep this program rocking and rolling down this hard road. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into the show right now is micromanagement incompetence or incompetence is it micromanagement and incompetence is it micromanagement and mismanagement right now 
the continued news is coming out that the Carolina Panthers, uh, that David Tepper is a meddler. Now, I don't actually meddler might be too nice. So we're going to get into that. But he, we brought in the super squad of coaches, guys. We brought in, and, and I can't tell you how unprepared I was. I thought the Indy fans were exaggerating. I thought the Indy fans that were talking junk about Frank Wright were just kind of butt hurt because they hadn't been good. I thought that Frank Reich had managed through some difficult times when you had uh, he took the job on short notice after Josh McDaniels was first offered the job, had some success with Andrew Luck, but then he had some success with Phillip Rivers, had to deal with, uh, was it Tyrod Taylor? Was It, it was um, one of those guys. It wasn't Tyrod Taylor. It was the other one. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, same guy to me. All right, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, then he had to go and try with Carson Wentz and, uh, none of this kind of worked out that kind of rotation of journeyman, old quarterbacks that the Panthers, I felt like we're, we're starting to get into that rut right there. I thought that was a problem or a part of the problem. I thought that the, uh, the owner, you know, I mean, they had a GM who was very, uh, he's an egomaniac. In so many ways. So I thought that the Colts fans were, you know, a little exaggerative of what was going on with Frank Reich. We used to make Matt fun of Matt Rule and for the dumb mistakes and the dumb things he did week to week. I'm starting to wonder if we should be like debuting a Frank fuck up section. Uh, a Frank or fuck up. What uh, did what bit. did Frank forget this week? Yes. Yes. That's it. No, there no it is. it's got to be a Frank wrong. Frank wrong, not right. I like what did Frank forget this week? Uh, it's been from he it's forgot been, a whole player, man. It's been clock management, right? It's been poor clock management. It's drawing up a play for one player and Adam Thielen in the past who wasn't on the field in that. And now Terrace Marshall Jr., who led the team in receptions against the Minnesota Vikings says he has no clue why he didn't play a single snap. The only active player to not play a single down, Terrace Marshall Jr. got lost at the zoo. Frank Reich was taking the kindergarten class, and his chill, his little child, Bryce, he had to make sure little Bryce It's like, where's little Bryce at? Where's little Bryce? Oh, oh, Bryce, do you want some french fries, Bryce? Oh, Bryce, Bryce, what do you need, Bryce? Where's... And then they get to the lion exhibit. Every kid's there. Every kid's excited. That's what you wanted to go see. You want to go see the lions. You want to go see the tigers. Where's Terrace at? We lost Terrace. Where the hell is Terrace at? Terrace Marshall Jr., the leading reception guy. We're kind of, which, and this is ridiculous. I hate how I've been, they've been phrasing that. He had the most catches. Yeah, he had the most catches, but he only had 56 yards uh, uh, two weeks ago against the Vikings. But he yeah. was missing in action, and Terrace Marshall Jr. says he has no clue why the Panthers play didn't play him. And, Cody, they asked Frank Reich, why didn't you play him? What do you have to say? <clears throat> yeah, he basically said, um, well, Oops. he just plumb forgot. Don't, 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 don't. Uh, uh, hey, man, so listen, one, it says a little bit about TMJ, that he's that forgettable as a player that you can even be forgotten on the sideline. 
But when asked about it, Frank Wright said it was my fault that Terrace Marshall Jr. didn't appear in the game. I did not do a, a good job of telling our coaches this is what I would like to see. He shouldn't get some play time. And again, man, you mentioned that he was the uh, he led the Panthers receivers in receptions against Minnesota. Uh, you need more playmakers out there, and you just refuse to play Terrace Marshall Jr. I mean, at this point, it really does make you embarrassed that he has the number eighty-eight, the same number that Greg Olson had. Man, he's not worthy of that number. I was excited about Terrace Marshall Jr. And his potential. But Tony, right now, these coaches are so bad. Even if we had a Justin Jefferson on the team. They might have forgotten. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure that the coaches would put him in the right spot, dude. They don't inspire a lot of confidence. And um, I'll try and find the video of it while you guys give your thoughts and opinions. But CK, this is pretty embarrassing, man. I I don't know how many times that coach has ever just flat out forgotten to put a player in the game, man. Have you TK. ever heard anything like that ever before? TK, look at this comment from KG73. She said, imagine showing up, giving up, and giving your all every day, knowing there's a chance the head coach might just forget you exist. <laughs> oh, man, dude. dude. That's just uh, got to be, like, and, and, and you, I am a Terrace Marshall, like, hopeful. I'm uh, an eternal optimist, some might even say. Like, I gave my up belief- on it this year. Like, I mean, well, no, I was on top of it, like, personally uh, this year because I felt like, you know, this is the year that he breaks out, right? He's got he's got Bryce Young. He's got all these pieces, and he's got Frank Reich. I mean, these guys are going to recognize his potential. Dudes come in here and just, like, not existed. And th- now to be on that side of things, I, I don't know if it's a matter of him or if it's just because everybody else looks bad, right? They're not even giving him an opportunity. I'm not sure what his snap counts are. I don't know if he's being even considered a, a first or a second read in these routes. Um, so, I mean, well, I'm not sure. this day, he was considered a zero. Exactly. And so, uh, we'll see, man. I, I, it's, it, it certainly doesn't bode well for uh, the outlook of Terrace Marshall Jr. I have him on, on my bench in my fantasy league just waiting for the moment he breaks out. And... Uh, <laughs> It's not happening. Yeah, you can wait. You don't don't hold your breath on that one, my friend. Um, I wonder too, though, is this is this Frank Reich uh, clumsily taking the fall for this? You know, is that? uh, I think he should just. I think he. I don't know if Frank Reich's too honest or too nice. I think all can be real, or maybe both. You know, is that? Because you're saying this is one is this is like Terrace Marshall Jr. If you haven't gotten your number called at all, should all of a sudden be standing right beside Thomas Brown or right behind Frank Wright. And anytime something good's happening, trying to high five Frank Wright, like, hey, remember me? Remember me? (laughs) And then on the other hand, he's saying, I got to convey to our coaches this we want. Like, if and I know it's easy to just say Frank is sorry, Frank is sorry, and Thomas Brown will be so much better. I do think that Frank might have just too much on his plate uh, at this moment. But like, why well, didn't anybody go? Hey, like no one even just said Frank. Let's get let's get eighty eight in. 
Uh, DJ Shark ain't doing shit. Mingo ain't doing much. Let's give 88 a try. Where is, why does he have to tell the coach? Like, what are they actually doing then? Well, you said it was a miscommunication. Like, my question is, is like, what if, and there's only one answer to this, and it's that the coaches don't believe in him, right? There's only one reason why, even if Frank wanted him to play and he didn't tell his coaches that he wanted uh, Terrace Marshall to get some reps, the fact that his coaches didn't put him in doesn't speak well for him either. And you just forgot about him. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, you're the kid that no one remembered in the back of right. the class and because he, he hasn't raised his hand enough this year. Cody, did you find the clip of Frank Wright? Because it's actually bo- even more bizarre when you hear his explanation of why they kind of overlooked him. Yep, I just found it. Nice. Perfect timing right here. Literally. Frank Reich is asked about where was Terrace Marshall Jr. in this? And he did take the fall for it. I like that. But wait until you hear the explanation of why he was overlooked. That, he should have played. He should have played some. So, uh, you know, I, I wish you, I wish you had gotten in there a little bit more. That's my fault. I need to make sure, you know, after the week he had the week before with the nine catches and got a little momentum going and he and I had a conversation. And so that was poor poor communication by me you know I wanted to make sure that our guys knew to kind of make sure he had some playing time and that there would be opportunities so that that was my fault oh this if that was one. true there's, a, no, there's another clip there's a second clip where he says we essentially got wrapped up in the game plan that was created in the mindset of when Terrace Marshall was hurt so it was like, hey, well, he was injured a couple of weeks ago. So, so we, we didn't have kinda, to think about so him. We didn't think about him. And then he came back. And I guess we should be thinking about him. But we just implemented the game plan without Terrace Marshall. It, it, it's so dumb. And by the way, if that was real, why would you admit that out loud? That's where I think he's like, not. I think, think he's too honest and good. too nice. Yeah. It's like, is that at that point, you should just say, you know what? You should lie. You should yeah, just lie like, and, and lie by a mission, right? It's just say, uh, you know, the flow. Remember how we said the flow when we when we called 58 passing plays? And they were yeah. like, why the hell didn't you? He's like, well, this is the flow of the game, man. It's flow of the game. It's just been but, like, but yeah. Don't we also agree that it's probably a uh, an effort to try to make Terrace Marshall feel a little bit better as well? Like, like it's if no, just said, I think that that's what makes him feel worse. I had a conversation. Him. Was the con- I, CK? Do you think when he said I had a conversation with him? Do you think that was before or after the game? Like, do you think he talked to him last week and it was like, yeah, man, you did a great job, nine catches, and then he, he forgot he about him, to. or did he have a catch? Was the conversation on Monday like, my bad, I forgot about you? Uh, it sounded like he was talking about they had a conversation before the game about how good he performed in uh against the Vikings. I I I don't know if uh I really don't know the answer to that question. Um where's I, that I Parks think- Frazier guy at? That's Caroline Can's husband, who's the passing game coordinator. Where the hell is Thomas Brown here saying, look, dude, come on. Come on, Frank. Where are the, I mean, it's all such a cl- I think it's too, I think it's real easy to shit on Frank and I think Frank's taking the shit. And he should, right? I mean, he ultimately should. I don't think he should defer the shit to other people. But, like, he can't be the only person culpable here. No, I mean, but there's a lot of uh, culpability to go around. 
uh, Zero Evero needs to have some fire slung on him. This defense looks absolutely pathetic. And I mean, all of the, don't got all no players, the people, though, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, but even still, it's like, yeah, but Tony, you can say that about the offense and the defense. Oh, we have been. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, there has to be enough room to go around for everybody. Everybody can get this smoke, all right? It doesn't matter what, if you're on the defensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball, everyone is underperforming to painful levels. Nobody thought the team would be this bad. Even if you expected us to have ups and downs, no one oh. expected us to be one of the worst teams in football. Me, right. And, I'm, put and, me and, in the front of that line, Cody. Also, to, uh, to all the people that were not confident moving to a 3-4 defense, how how is this supposed to instill any type of any type of confidence? Like you had to know going into this year that you didn't have the requisite pieces in order to field a proper three four defense. But you have to make the switch at some time. We I thought the growing the the pains would be there, Cody. For me, I'm at the front of the line of the person you just said, the person that thought there would be some struggles and some challenges, but what my I was heartened by or the the positive thing going in was we I just continued to say that the problem with the rule era was a lack of experience. And then you brought in all of this experience experience. and you look inexperienced. Yeah, that's the thing is like this is is like, look, it's okay. Look, we were critical on some small things with Matt rule. Like uh, it's like, oh, here's clock management. Here's a put. But but. it wasn't like, uh, oh, I forgot about this motherfucker. No, and it Panther sounds Pickle, like, uh, what's that? What's that McCarthy dude uh, that that was like zonked out at the podium and like? Oh no, him. it's uh, oh, McConnell, Mitch Reed. McConnell. Oh yeah, Mitch no, yeah, McConnell. Mitch, yeah, Mitch like, McConnell. Yeah, dude, like, they, yeah, it just seems like, bro, are you really of age to be doing this right now? I think Panther Pickle though is bringing up something that. Is is a real legitimate uh, conversation we had. Look, is that bringing in a coaching staff together? They're gonna a new coaching staff. A lot of these guys haven't worked. Any of them have worked. Have never really worked together, but maybe a couple. Is that there is going to be the need to gel, right? Like, as a time, just like the player and the team, players and the team are going to come together. The staff is going to have to come together. But we thought that they had been so experienced and professional that that would be less difficult than maybe right. for some college coaches coming in. But Panther Pickle brings this up is ultimately, are there too many cooks in the kitchen? Um, a are there too many? Are there too many chiefs? Not enough Indians, or just the wrong head chef? Maybe the sous chef needs to be the head chef. Or maybe the manager or the owner. The owner's coming in incompetent, and he's like, "Hey, but can we remind? Can I remind you guys that our owner puts ketchup on a steak?" So imagine if you walked into Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. You're the owner. Uh, you own the restaurant. Gordon Ramsay is your head chef. He makes this whole damn thing. He goes, all right, Gordon, I think what we should do. Pass me that high. Give, give me some ketchup. I think this, you know what this, this is a great dish. I think we're heading, in the right, we're heading in the right direction, Gordon. But this could really benefit from some ketchup. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, past that A1 steak sauce. For my wife to do a five B, yeah, dude, it's um, it, it's pretty embarrassing right now. And listen, there's literally nothing that you can say to defend this coaching staff because of the fact that we are 
0-5 right now, staring down 0-6. Uh, I mean, we're getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins. Spoiler alert, none of us are picking the Panthers to beat Miami. No one is. How I'm not you? picking the Panthers to win another game until they at least win one. Oh, dude. And oh man, I I, I can't I can't go there yet. I can't go there yet. We're not at that part of the show. I can't go there yet. But tell me what, what we can do is say that some of these players, they're upset like we are, man. Uh they they really are. And one of those people is Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst is now saying, uh that he has not been a part of the season like he has not been a part of a season like this before, and here's why he needs to be more vocal uh, as the team heads into week six. Um, I'd have to find that clip if you want. All right, well, uh, yeah, I do want you to find that clip if you can, just momentarily as I kind of cue this up. Can we remind you guys that Hayden Hurst played for the Falcons? You know, I mean, he played with the Bengals, but he came in as a rookie. I think he played, started with a rookie at the Ravens. Now the Ravens are a perennial playoff team, but they then went to the Falcons and he went to the Falcons, I think in some down years. I mean, that's post, I mean, you're talking like, like Matt Ryan on the ass. So, you know, he was in the Falcons haven't been good since they went to the Super Bowl. And uh, this mug is right here saying this is it's wild when you say I've never been a part of something like this to hear a pro say something like that. Um, And I know you've never been part maybe of an zero and five start, but you have been a part of some kind of adversity and some different things. Yeah. And uh, let's hear what he has to say. And then we'll go to what really fires me. Yeah, this is uh this is Hayden Hurst. It's just new to me, but you know, at the end of the day, 0 5, the record, I, I don't care. We're just going to go back to work. I'm starting to be more vocal. Um, it's like I said, I, I, I don't care who we're playing, I don't care what our record is. I just want to see guys compete. Um, you know, I'm not trying to preach it, guys. You know, I still have stuff to clean up myself, but you know, I think in my six years in the NFL, it's never been a lack of effort. Um, it's just like I said, I don't care 0 5, 5 0. Like, I'm going to go out there and compete. So, I just Expect the same out of everybody else. No, it's just like I said, cleaning up details, just getting stuff going. Um, When stuff doesn't go your way, as far as like schematics and the plays don't look great, I mean, you can still put effort on tape. And I think that's the message that we're trying to send is just effort. Just so when you say those types of things, I think what Hayden Hurst is also implying is is that there's going to have to be some soul searching from every player on that team to dig down deep, to find that inner resolve and to go out there and grit, grind and man up. The problem that I fucking have with this Cody is the audible insult in the background to that. that. He's somber. He's serious. He wants to be better. And then in the background, these motherfuckers are laughing and Bing bong, bing bong, uh, I want to burn it. I want to take the ping pong tables, bring it out to the 50-yard line at the practice field, and burn that shit right in front of them, dude. You want to play ping pong? Nah, you're not paid to play ping pong. You're professional fucking football players, and you're 0-5. Why is it now through two coaching staffs 
we're still listening to that stupid ping pong table in the background. Three bro. coaching staffs. Three. Oh my god. Now look dude. about this. Now I put this up. I put this up on the on the Twitter. On the X. And here's some of the comments I got back. AA Armbuster, Alex Armbuster says this. No one is losing because of the ping pong table in the in the locker room. Um other comments. Glenn Crawford though says, seriously though, how they got that goddamn ping pong table in there. That's on coaching, Tony. Um yes, all right. So some people, yes, it drives me nuts. Start winning, uh, make a culture, then we can talk about having uh the the ping pong table. Um but this was a lot of it was I wonder if the 49ers have it. Well, no, it was uh um hold on, hold on. There's a lot of people defending it. Where are these all It's models? so stupid. Oh, man. I'm not telling grown men how to blow off steam. That's weirdo activity. Um and then there are a lot of people saying, um, well, actually, maybe I, I felt like there was a lot of other people saying that well, it's are. not every a big deal. I, every, every time I mention the ping pong table, there's always people that are like, ah, it's not a big deal. Dude, you are the worst team in football who do not who does not have a first round draft pick. And yet you're playing ping pong table in the background. Get the fuck out. I'd be a villain. As a coach in a minute, and I say, hey, you want to be mad at me? Fine. Be mad at me. Maybe you'll play with a chip on your shoulder now that Papa took away their toys. All right? It's time, I'd, it's rather time for the co- I'd rather for the players to fucking do it. Yeah. This you know, it's like if somebody did care. mention this, is it was probably Miles Sanders back there uh, playing ping pong. And this was great. Somebody said uh, – any, I love this tweet. This is from at Panthers underscore fan underscore 85. He said, any one of them motherfuckers could probably shred Forrest Gump and ping pong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, I tell you what, they sure get enough practice. Uh, bro, I, I, I'm telling you, man. I just uh, felt like it was such a uh, look. I don't really care about the that like it's not like me going. Oh, we got to discipline right. this. It's just I feel like it's such a real audible juxtaposition of what is going on with the team. No, Tony. Everyone's there to collect a paycheck. It legit feels like no one cares to be there. Like everyone knows that they're gonna lose. They're going to show up. They're going to do whatever BS the coaches are telling them to do. But at the end of the day, yeah, if they want to blow off some steam at the fucking ping pong table, good. In my mind, you're not in this building and not doing something to dedicate yourself to getting better playing football. Because as of right now, that's not what they're doing. They're not doing that at all. And then, by the way, I mentioned it at the start of the show, Tony. Why is it that we have Panther fans in Detroit leaving us messages in our comment section telling us how there's zero energy to the guys on the sideline? Nobody fights like they want it. No no one presents themselves like they're mad at this team for, for laying eggs week in and week out. There's no leadership on that team, and you're right. The fact that not a one player has come forward and said, all right, boys, Enough of the ping pong, enough of the, you know, 
trash can basketball or dartboards or foosball or whatever the fuck they're playing, it's time to dedicate ourselves to business, man. And y'all might think we're being petty right now, but dude, when we're listening to every interview and you hear that God forsaken clipping and clopping, clipping and clopping. I love to play ping pong personally. It's so ridiculous, man. It's just, uh, I don't want the coaches to do it. I want the players to not pick up the paddle. I don't even want a a player to go chastise a guy. I want a guy to say, you know what? Fuck this. I ain't playing no games until I win a game. I mean, anyway, I mean, I just, just, just like joking around and, and, and I know you can't just all be, you know, you don't want everybody to just be down in the dumps and this and that. But I just feel like it's just such a, it's it's just throwing it in our face, particularly us who are listening. And maybe I'm just making, I mean, okay, I'm making this about me. But we're sitting here dying, trying to find any gleam of fucking hope in this. And then you hear Hayden Hurst coming out saying, we got to commit with some resolve. And you're like, oh, okay, man, I'm going to use this clip in the podcast. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, fuck! And uh, I will point out this. Michael Mayer has only had two targets all season. So it's not just here that uh, tight ends are getting overlooked. All right. What do we got next? Next up. Bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. On the docket. Can you change that? I screwed it up. If you can change. (laughs) All right. All right. So, um, and I can even play a clip. Uh, in accordance with this. Uh, so this is Frank Wright talking. He says, uh, some owners stay away and don't engage. Others do. And his philosophy is he's going to engage. This is Frank Reich talking about David Tepper. Um, I have the clip of this as well. And I want you all to hear it. And this will kind of um, lead us into the conversation that we're really going to be having tonight uh, is David Tepper, just another meddlesome version of Jerry Jones without all the championships. So uh, they're already talking to Frank Reich about the conversations that he's had with David Tepper. And this is what Frank Reich had to say. Tepper have an open line of communication. What have your, what has your dialogue with him been like? Um, you know, Mr. Talk to him every week, multiple times, you know, usually talk either Monday or Tuesday after a game. And, um, you know, he's super competitive. He wants to bring a winner to the Carolinas. He's, um, you know, wants it now, you know, wants it now and and pushes me and pushes us to that end. Um, He wants to do whatever it takes and turn over every stone, churn it as much as he has to, 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 produce winning football so um, i appreciate those conversations they're always very challenging um, he's a super competitive person and um, he's not going to sit idly by so he's not going to sit idly by he's pushing them to win right now but he won't push them to get that fucking ping pong table out of there will it? anyway uh ck you know uh I, it's one of those things man where when you're already talking to your coach about what his conversations are like with the owner, 
you know that changes are on the way. I mean, you know without question that changes are on the way because why else would you be bringing in the guy that just spent all the buku buku bucks on this coaching staff to be able to compete? And I'm going to wait until Tony gets back until we really go, go into it, but it is my theory and the theory of many others that David Tepper has forced numerous different things through Fitterer onto this coaching staff. And I'm a firm believer that David Tepper feels like he knows the right shots to call. The man became a billionaire for God's sakes. But, uh, CK, let me ask you, man, what is your inclination about David Tepper throwing his weight around and being the one to make decisions for this team? Um, I think it's not um, unheard of for an owner to be overly involved in who their team decides to take. Um, I am of the mind that David Tepper's involvement in that should probably be a bit more limited than what it was. Um, but it's so hard to say, man. Like, I, it, it, on one hand, when you do that, you're giving like Matt Rule a pass, right? Well, how much did Matt Rule really like? How much did he really have control over this? But on the other hand, like you're taking a lot of the blame away from David Tepper for where we're at as well. I, I think all things can be true. It doesn't have to be solely one reason or one 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 piece of this. I think there is a there's probably a truth to the fact that Tepper was preferring uh, Bryce Young. And I don't think the gap between Stroud and, and Bryce Young was worth them going against what the owner was saying. You know, it's, it's certainly not as big of a gap as we've been noticing. Yeah. Uh, Tony, you brought this to my attention, this video clip uh, that we're going to show here of Rich Eisen. Uh, but I have taken a lot of flack on Twitter. And by the way, thank you to everybody on Twitter that supports your boy and defends me for speaking my truth on the social medias, but uh, people get real mad when you start to insinuate that this coaching staff was in on a certain quarterback over the one that we have right now. So what I would like to bring your attention to is none other than Rich Eisen, who you know has a bunch of connects, and he has something funny to say on his show today. It lends credence to what's kind of an open secret in the league right now. And I, I don't know if I started over. It lends credence to what's kind of an open secret in the league right now. And I, I don't know if this is in fact the case. And I don't usually traffic in this sort of stuff, but I'll throw it out because this is what you quote unquote here is that um, they were sold on Stroud. And the owner won. Mm. And the owner won. Interesting. And it can't help that CJ Stroud has yet to throw a pick and he is lights out. That's the whole point here. Wow. And so um, I'm just wondering, you know, if, if there's a hot seat there, they would be, I'll just say this, very foolish to one and done Frank Reich. Well, what, about, what if it's for Bill Belichick? Dun, dun, dun. Would you really 
really is that what you're you're is that another open secret now look i pretty much said this verbatim on twitter i've now said it on the podcast and all the bryce young super truthers get all pissed off at me and think that i'm calling bryce a bus for speaking at the obvious we saw the coaching staff at cj stroud's pro day and they were fawning all over him the arm talent the mobility the leadership it was not a surprise everyone knew that frank Reich likes big strong quarterbacks that is all he has ever had before joe person said this we highlighted this a, a few um weeks ago two weeks ago i think he went on the adam gold show and did an interview and he said look i don't have any hard evidence but we know that frank Reich's type yeah and we also know that david tepper uh was into bryce young so we i mean and look is kev kg73 is saying bro it said it's a rumor and he did like he said look i don't want to do but he said an open secret too you know and and that is in that clip said he keeps hearing why would he say that this is something that he keeps hearing it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire on this one, yeah. you know, is that, um, and it really has less to do with if like, because I think that look is that this had to have been a consensus pick, right? Is that, and we'll go, I mean, and this is really the, the question here is did David Tepper want Bryce and did, or, and then this coaching staff not, and is that leading to some of the problems? I think that's overcomplicating it um, in some ways is that I think that if you are coaching staff like and and you are coming in on this is you got to be vocal and backbone enough if you're convicted to say what you think and and do what you say. I think that if you were, uh, I think that you should also um, be able to prosper with Bryce Young, regardless if you had an affinity for, CJ Stroud. And just because CJ Stroud is having success doesn't mean that Bryce Young wasn't won't have it or isn't a great isn't a very good prospect. Right. Really, this has less to do with if we got the right quarterback, but more to do with how much influence does David Tepper have on not only the day-to-day operations, but in the mental. He's like in the in their head, he's living. I won't say rent free. He's paying the rent, (laughs) (laughs) but he's living in their heads. And I, and I've brought this up several times on the show when you're with people that are this powerful, this financial, in this case, in our world, now money is the real power, right? Even more so than influence of things is that you're, you're trying to stay ahead of what they want. You don't say, Oh, do you want Bryce or do you want CJ Stroud? You're trying to read every tick and tea leaf and every facial expression. And what we know is, is that in, in some ways is look, is Tepper isn't a football guy. So many people are talking shit about our podcast and everything about like, well, you guys never play football. I'm sorry, mister. You played football in high school. So you obviously know how to run a pro football yeah, team. You know so do yeah. It's like, well, okay. But, it's not like David Tepper played any fucking football either. And no. he's running the circuit show. This does, and, there is smoke. 
there's fire and I and I don't want to get too far into who's who was the right pick or what what did Frank Wright want somebody. I think it's more of we're just doing we just going to do whatever makes Tepper happy. And if we come back and I wanted to ask this guys um well first let's bring this up. Is th- this is uh from today's press conference or yesterday's press conference when they were asking about how much interaction Frank Reich has with David Tepper. And he's having these weekly meetings. He said that they come on Mondays. Sometimes they, you know, because Monday's so busy, they happen on Tuesdays. But he says he's super competitive. Now, this is Frank Reich talking about um, David Tepper. Now the media is asking these questions openly in these press conferences. First, don't just say, say like, all of a sudden, we're the ones making these rumors. Oh, up. yeah. When I say it, I'm a villain. I'm a conspiracy theorist. The media is now when the asking. the media does it, they're asking legit questions. Yo, my cripple ball sack, bro. Uh, Frank Reich says this. He's super competitive talking about David Tepper. He wants to bring a winner to the Carolinas. He wants it now. Wants it now. And pushes me and pushes us to that end. He wants to do whatever it takes, turn over every stone, turn it as much as he has to produce winning football. So I appreciate those conversations. They're always very challenging. He's a very super competitive. He's a super competitive person. He's not going to sit idly by. There's different philosophies in ownership. Some kind of say stay away and don't engage a lot. Other owners do. And his philosophies, he's going to engage. And listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. It's not fun. Those meetings, I would not characterize them as fun, but those meetings make me better. And I trust they make us better. And this really, this, this is where it all comes to me is how much is Tepper's influence? Is it getting to the point where it's overbearing to where now Frank Reich, I mean, of course, Frank Reich is in, uh, is a mess right now. Oh, and five, not how he wanted it to start the team, all of this stuff. And then he's got to go in and go to the principal's office. He's got to go to detention once a week. He's got to go write his name on the board 150 times, right, in front of David Tepper. And I wonder, does now David Tepper have a type? Does David Tepper have a type? And I think it might start more with Scott Fitter. And you brought in Scott Fitter. Remember we saw those videos about the balance between – we needed uh, kind of a counterweight between Matt Rule and David Tepper, and that was Scott Fitter, or David Tepper was going to be the tiebreaker and all this. It's starting to wonder: is this is 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 David Tepper's type just a yes man? Oh, and is absolutely. Scott Fitter the yes man, and is now Frank Reich the new yes man? Oh, absolutely, dude. I believe that Frank Reich is a patsy. He's brought in to do whatever Frank Reich, I mean, whatever uh, David Tepper tells him that he's going to do. And I, I, Tony, I, I've told you my theory about this. I'll reiterate it once again. I believe at one point in time, this entire organization was sold on CJ Stroud because the original plan was to wait until the Texans and the Bears made their trade. The Panthers were going to go to number two. The Bears were going to go down again. Everybody knew that the Houston Texans wanted Bryce Young. 
So if they were comfortable moving up to number two, that tells me that two of the prototype, big arm, big body quarterbacks of C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson were going to be right there for the picking. It's only when Fitterer and David Tepper decided to pull the trigger and move up to number one that they said, wait a minute, every respectable media outlet, every analyst, every draft guru is saying that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this year's draft. And we're going to look dumb if we don't come out of this draft with the consensus number one quarterback, regardless of whether or not he's 5'10", 200 pounds soaking wet. And that's when everything changed. And then that's when Fitter and David Tepper and the front office pretty much from then on shifted everything toward Bryce Young. And Frank Wack is also a bit of a yes man. And I believe he didn't want to start a fight. And maybe he also didn't believe there was that much of a difference between um, between Bryce and Stroud. I don't know. And Bryce but is I, a good talker. Yeah. Right. Is that what it, remember when I, we were talking about all the things and, and look is again, every time I say, Oh, uh, I don't want to come back and be like, Oh, because I wanted CJ. I don't really, I didn't really care that much about who it was. I just wanted the Panthers to pick the quarterback, a pick a quarterback. Amen. I did. My in, initial inclination was towards CJ Stroud. And then at the la- then it started to move towards Anthony Richardson at the last second because I have my type. If David Tepper has his type of yes man, I have my type, which are big, giant, athletic black men, right? So I wanted Anthony Richardson. You're so cringe when you say that, but oh, I know, I know. That's why I say it every time like that on purpose. I mean, I have a type <laughs> of that, and so I was, you know, what I mean, like it. And then I think this is that as we kind of got towards the end of it, we were trying to figure out who the pick was going to be and when Price was the pick. Price's superpower, remember we said like every elite quarterback has to have one just elite trait. Right. Right. Um, Bryce's has been his processing ability. But really, he's elite in interviews. Do you remember when he would do any, go on any, whatever interview would go on, he'd be like, oh my God, smartest, most mature kid I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> and I wonder how much that wooed yeah. um, David Tepper. And because this is that when you are dealing with someone, but, but the other thing that's wild about this is Anthony Richardson is really well-spoken. He is very well spoken when you listen to him. So I mean, it's not he's like he's very just white voice too. He's real deep and low. Man. He's just not. He's not like as he's not just an athlete like you. He's got and really, this is all about how you portray yourself to the media. This is branding and all of this. Even and and look is that despite the poor S two test, this and that is C J Stroud also has very thoughtful great you know responses and things but bryce's stuff was always like this is annoyingly polished yeah it's almost it's almost too polished isn't it 
Well, you know, you were starting. I, I bet you we could go back and pull some tape about us if, saying like, "Is is that a concern?" Like, is because we I always, uh, my buddy always yeah. used to say, "Deshaun Watson's such a good dude." Deshaun Watson's such a good dude. Just and then it's like, oh god, Deshaun Watson, not a good dude. Hey, hey, yeah, listen, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, it's oh, like oh, where it's absolutely. like it's almost where it's too believe. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, what's the skeleton in the closet? But I just wonder how much David Tepper walked away just saying, I just feel more comfortable putting the, giving the keys to this kid. You know what I'm saying? Is you got these kids and uh, I need someone to be the DD this weekend. I was going out of town. Here's the keys to the, to the bins. Bryce, I feel most comfortable with you. That's what I think. I think he just felt like it was a less. And isn't that wild that the five, nine, 190 pound guy is a less risk. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it runs counterintuitive to every common train of thought when drafting number one. I mean, there's a reason why they like big, strong, athletic quarterbacks in today's modern NFL. I mean, listen, Bryce. Hold on, hold on. I got to address this comment. Eddie, bring this up. Bring up Eddie's oh, comment. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, this pisses me off, too. No, and, no, and, because and, look, as I understand, look, first of all, I'm not going to dismiss this comment as foolish or anything like that because there are implicit biases all the time. I actually think that's what I'm trying to say. I think the implicit bias lended towards David Tepper going into the more polished person, polished presenter. But let me tell you one thing is this is what I'm trying to say here is that it's all of these guys were very polished. And to be honest, for someone who for a, for what they do for a living is speak in front of people. I could have never done what these kids do at 19 years old from anyone. So I don't want it. What I'm trying to say is this, is that these guys, all of them had the total package to the point of where you can't say, well, oh, well, this is just the guy. In fact, is this is we're finally seeing this is that in fact, they're breaking the mold. You used to only say and not all you, I don't know what anybody, but we all would hear, oh, well, that guy's an athlete. This guy's cerebral. These guys were all athletic. They were all football guys. They had uh, none of them had really, uh, I don't, not that I know of, had anybody been in any type of trouble or yeah, concern like that. And when you saw all of them on these interviews, you're like, holy shit. And not because you're like, holy shit, because you don't think someone can be. I'm saying holy shit because a 21-year-old being that put together, a 20, the age is the thing. So I really don't – I what I am trying to say here is this, is that I think that that isn't a weakness. Like it wasn't like these guys were weak in one area. And Bryce was just superior in this area. You know, I mean, all it like is like, listen to these guys talk football. Listen to CJ Stroud. Look, CJ Stroud came out there and gave a talk to the fans the other day. And you're like, holy shit. He wants you to have, I want that guy to be my guy. It's not like these guys were stumbling and fumbling and bumbling in their interview process. So I really don't, um, I do want to address that because I do think implicit bias is a real thing. And I and I hope you don't. And you know what? And I'm not trying uh, to do that. But hey, if 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 that's the case, I would actually say this is I think that maybe that implicit bias 
could have gone into it. It's just why it was the fact is all the top quarterbacks were black. All of them. And they all came from great backgrounds. They were all well-spoken. They were all incredibly intelligent. So there's, there's nothing coded at all because they all shared a lot of the similar attributes, but okay. One of the things that you have to remember is that Bryce Young's father is, is like a renowned psychiatrist. He's like, uh, you know, he's done that for a long time and he's kind of brought Bryce up in that type of way to know how to present himself, to know how to navigate through certain circumstances. And by the way, it came out that Bryce Young had been taking the S2 test since he was in like high school or something. What? Like that. No way. Yes. No, I I'm dead. That's serious. awesome. Everything about Bryce and his family were about preparing him to one day be a professional football player. And I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, coming down on them from that. They, that that's an incredible family. Oh, you should. Yeah. I mean, Trying to build they, into the life of their son. These and guys. Be a professional football player. That's and I don't incredible. know. I don't know Anthony Richardson's personal background that well. I want to say I remember Stroud's not just being like from a place of privilege, though. No, right? Stroud uh, was um, his father, I believe, ended up uh, going to jail at some point. And okay. His, and, and his mom raised him and, you know, she, she brought him up the right way. Yeah. Good yeah. testament. But. Everyone loves what him we too. know All about Bryce loves CJ Stroud. Bryce had a personal quarterback coach since he was like in the eighth grade. You know, it's like um, if you're talking about taking the S, you are, and, and you know what? It's not a terrible idea if you believe in your kid yeah, that much and they have a passion for a sport like that. There could be, it's not a poor financial investment. And clearly it wasn't. He went number one. Yeah. You know, so it's not like I'm not going to fault anybody for studying for the SAT. You know, it's like, oh, well, they right. got a good yeah. score on the SAT yeah, because yeah, yeah. they study. Like, well, I mean, like, uh, good, good. You should, you should do the right things. Yeah. But it does suck when this one test is used against this player and, and this test is leaked out there to essentially call the man stupid. Like because he failed this S two test and other big name quarterbacks that are successful right now, they did well in their S two test, but Stroud didn't. So therefore, he's stupid. Like that, and you know, I, I have no doubt that that was another thing that played into the pick at number one. You're not gonna mm -hmm. move up to to number one to draft a guy who isn't elite at you know being able to read defenses and knowing what he's looking at. And if everyone is a believer in analytics and all these other tests that they're using, then they're going to look at Stroud like, well, it came from Ohio State. They have wide receivers wide open all the time. Everything is easier for him. Boom. Go to the Alabama quarterback because his S2 test matches everything that we see on film. It, it's not a fair one-for-one -one comparison. And his film, we got... God, I don't know. I don't. I'm not giving it. I'm, I don't think Bryce is the wrong pick. I don't think. It, I do think Bryce looks sh smaller and smaller each week. Like every time I see about, and you know what? I will say this, and we got to hit these super chats. Is I watched that. Yes. Um, I watched the 49ers game, the 49ers Dallas game. Yeah. And I he felt like the their vision. entire team looked bigger and more athletic than our team. 
Like Even Brock every, like every, well, I'm just saying, like every position seemed like to have like dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like they got these linebackers out there. It just is like every like we got these bum ass offensive linemen. We got a tiny little quarterback. We got a cornerbacks cor- cor- ain't ever heard of. We don't have studs, dude. No, we, we JV. We're JV. All right, let's see. Let's get these supporters and let's take some calls. Yeah, let's do that. Um, oh, wait, no, hold on. You you, you address them first. I got to now. Hold on. Boy, I promise we'll get to them. Eddie says, Perry had uh, the highest score last year. Notable league scorers, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Drew Brees, and Josh Allen. There's Eddie, only Eddie, one Eddie, outlier my, on that list. Well, but, but, Eddie, that's my entire point. That now you're not even judging a player based off of what they're seeing on and off the football field. You're basing it off of a test that literally wasn't even invented for football. It was a baseball test. And then in recent years, they've started using it to evaluate football players. But the fact that CJ Stroud, as a prospect, got devalued because of a low test score and a test that has nothing to do with football, you cannot tell me that that's fair. Can you, I'm sorry. Can you see a scenario, and again, this is purely speculative, but where David Tepper and his bias for Bryce Young uh, made that almost, made, again, I know this is a long shot, but that, that that score was leaked by him in an effort to make the pick that he wanted to be more appealing. I don't know. Is um, there's a couple of things when you think about that score that's important too. Is that the company that runs the S two? This was a tr- like a a big failure for them that this score leaked, yeah, right? Because a big part of these scores, uh, a big part of the way that these test scores go is that the players were the ones that were the only people that could release the score, and somehow this information got out which already is sketchy in its own way. It's like, why is this out? It's, it's a gotta be a team. And that's the, here's the thing. There's only right. one, there's only two beneficiaries of this. Okay. Well, or a team that wanted CJ to fall, right? That That's what I'm saying. There's only two people involved that could, it could have been. And that is either David Tepper to make himself look like the decision they made with Bryce Young wasn't the wrong one. Um, or the Houston Texans in an effort to make sure that, David Tepper didn't want to take Bryce Young or didn't want to take CJ Stroud over type of Bryce Young. Daniel Jeremiah Eddie says, and he's right about this to accidentally leak that Bryce scored the highest in the class, but he got that from a team. Yes. Right? It's like he didn't get that. He didn't go to the S2 to company and get that. Some team right. told him that. Right. Or yeah, some yeah. agent or some. So somehow that was. Le- yes, he leaked it to the public. But that mu- that information got to him somehow. The other thing is that the company itself, I saw an interview where the CEO went out and had to do damage control or whatever. I don't know if he's yeah. a CEO or well, whatever. Went on Pat McAfee show. Is that what it was? And it. then he said, look, is that we got to think about some circumstances here. Yeah. CJ Stroud had been on this crazy tour of interviews and all of this stuff. And he came in and he actually didn't want to take the test. It was late at night, apparently. Yeah, And he said that he didn't want to take it, but they said, why don't we just take it? You can retake it if you don't like while you're here. 
And so then that came out, right? So he did damage control on that. That company's trying to distance themselves from the leak on this. The point being is this, is that that was used against, that was not used by C.J. Stroud's people to inflate his stock. That was somehow used to either downgrade C.J. stock or even if you want to take that conspiracy theory farther, like C.K. is saying, is somebody is out there trying to inflate Bryce Young stock in that case. Because there is a there's a great advantage to being the number one pick. Either way, what my whole point is, I don't even know what my whole point is. My whole point is this: is that damn is that clear? Tepper and them, their fingerprints are on this pick. Oh, one hundred percent. Let's hit some of these super chats. BG, but the one ninety nine says fans will be more irritated when we play CJ. Oh, bro, I'm about to be insufferable. Y'all better hold on to your asses. You know uh, what? We should be thankful we're not having to play a, uh, Anthony Richardson. Imagine oh, fans. Is he, he, right. is, is, is he going to be out longer? Is that four to six month? weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah damn. Yeah, hey, but that's I, good news for Bryce Young and Panther fans. I don't, I don't think so. We I think Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback. No, well, no, not about the win or the loss. What if you lose, you lost to Anthony yeah, Richardson there? To both of the quarterbacks yeah, right that you have the opportunity to draft. Right. Yeah, that, hey, hey, don't worry. We, we can still uh, lose to the Chicago Bears, uh, Justin Fields, and DJ Moore. That'll also be embarrassing. My do man, we play see, them? Oh, you yeah, know we do. We have all the revenge games this year. Yeah, we have them all, man. Sea uh, uh, Dog 1983, shout out my man, C. Is this David Tepper is the death of the Panthers and its fans? Can't argue with you there, man. Railroad man with the two dollars says missed opportunities. My boy, the stats says Cam said it pretty well on RG3's podcast this week. The coach needs to adapt his teachings to the player. Cam had to tell his coaches not to coach him like Manning, and it started to click after that. That's a great point, too. You have to factor in how a player learns, the best way to talk to them. I mean, being a coach. You think that applies leader, here, though? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think a, they're miscoaching, Bryce. I think, if anything, they may be making how would we know? it too complicated. Well, but, but no, but that's the point. You have to sometimes. Oh, you believe realize, he's so smart, though. So you well, like, you're like, oh, he can do whatever. So because everybody was told that this is the type of shit that he's able to jump right in on. It doesn't matter how complicated the playbook is. Bryce is going to be able to come in and run things right away. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of fans are upset. But I do agree with Stats' overall comment in that sometimes you have to change things up specifically to make things easier on your rookie quarterback. And that's 100% the truth. Um, Paisan. Muscles Marinara with the $5 says Frank is overcooked pasta. Limp Dick Jones. Oh, no al dente there. And my man, Evan Sports Talk, member for four months, says, How are we feeling, y'all? Not too good, Evan. Not too good. Tony, do you want to jump into some please, of these cat calls? Please, we got a lot. The number is 252 228. 1598, be a part of the show, leave a message, and tell us what you think about these Carolina Panthers. 
Let's roll. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Hi, just another very disappointed Panther fan yet again. Dreams and everything in shambles on the season from the get-go. But Scott Fredrick and David Tepper can't get out of none of these contracts and they should have to lay in this bed of Panther shit they have made. But honestly, I think the team died a long time ago when Jerry Richardson left, you know, fuck. Sucks, guys. What being a Panther fan is, like Cody said, getting your expectations through the roof, only to find out you got a dud of a bottle rocket. You're not going anywhere. Well, all I can say is uh, that was a really stinky loss. The most points we've been scored upon. The defense got ran upon. The zone sucks, a-holes. I don't know what to say. Crapalina. And there's 12 more weeks of this, guys. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for sticking with the C3 Panthers podcast. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. Whether you like uh, the opinions, whether you don't like the opinions, get in the comments afterwards and do more than just say, you guys don't know football. Tell me why I don't know football. That's what I want to know. I have no problem with that. Is like, look, I've been wrong about many things in life. Ask my wife. She says I'm wrong about everything, but I need <laughs> an explanation. Yeah, and she uh, will be happy to give it to me. I'm sure she will. Uh, by the way, oh, before wait, we, what does that mean? Before, but but before we go to this next call, uh, I want to you know you already heard Rich Eisen say it. Here's an eight second clip of Adam Schefter saying the same thing. Just hung up the phone with someone in the organization, and I said, "There's a belief that David Tepper." Loves Bryce Young, Frank Reich, like CJ Stratton. Oh. oh, yeah, that's a throwback, though. That's a throwback from when it was going down. But this is that the... It leads more credence to my conspiracy theory that everybody wanted to drag me over hot coals on Twitter for. So don't get mad at your boy for being on the right track before everybody else. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's go to the next call. What's going on, guys? It's C3 Coach Kurt. Um, What's up, Kurt? No, I really, I know why. I don't know why. It's so, it's so hard to be a Panther fan. Like I come in, I've been coming in here this whole entire season saying the same shit. I mean, we have no one to blame but ourselves. We got this hype of all these trades and everything coming in. And all these free agent signings, and we let the hype get to our heads. Like, there's no, there's no way that you can sit here and be positive. Like, oh, in the future, in the future. But the moves that we did put us back. Like, it's going to be a nice, comfy pile of shit we're sitting on for a while. And the only way this, like, there's a movement of positivity is if people start getting fucking fired and Tepper fucking sells the team to somebody else. This is horrendous. Absolutely. Oh, my God. 
I mean, like, we're at the bottom of the fucking... We're not even in the barrel, bro. We're, the, we're holding the barrel. Jesus Christ. It's bad. Miles, I'm not even going to complain about individual players. Like, some of the talent on our team is just complete dog shit and shouldn't even be playing football. Oh, yeah. Some of our coaches shouldn't even be coaching right now. I'm really Damn, disappointed in how many mistakes the Frank Reich has made. Paycheck is fucking terrible. I don't know. It's hard. But you know, as everybody else says, we'll be better in the future, guys. The fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, how could you have Is it this fun? bad on the internet? I feel like oh, Tony, they, you have no idea. For the rest of the season, just let him fucking sling the rock. Just let him do what he does. Why are they coming after me at know, all? Like, just don't even because I'm active on Twitter. Don't fucking play something, bro. Like just let, cut him loose. Let him use the targets that we brought in. I don't know. We'll talk about it. The fucking joke. I agree. Thanks, man. Thanks, yeah. Kurt. Uh. uh yeah, no, dude, like, you, you really got to hear what I said. I lost 100 followers on Twitter. And it takes, it, like, a year to get 100 followers it, on dude, Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Saying. It, it takes like, a long time. A little, like, a little over two days, enough people were pissed off with my opinion enough to be like, nah, I prefer my echo chamber pristine and only with the ideas and the theories that I love to hear about my fucking thing. Uh, I mean, I okay. Uh, I put Bryce. So after he threw that interception, I put Bryce the Truth Young, truly fucking terrible, and he was okay, playing but terrible. Are they, but are they? Uh, they're misreading that entirely. Yeah, I, I, is that you know like what? it's not like he's a terrible player, but oh, he has bust. been no playing terribly. Yeah, yeah, you could say that was a terrible play. You could like why? Why do you got to take that to the infant? Right, and by the way, even when I, even when I try to clarify my statement and saying, listen, I think Bryce can be a really good quarterback. If you look at what the 49ers are doing and what the Miami Dolphins are doing, that's essentially the type of team that you want to try and build People around. People are ready to give up on Tua from day one. Right, but that's my point. It takes a while. Another Alabama quarterback, It by takes the way. a while to build up a roster of dudes that are dogs up and down your O-line, up and down your wide receiver core. So then when I'm putting out a nuanced opinion saying, yeah, I think Bryce can be a good quarterback still, but you have to be able to criticize him when he deserves to be well, criticized for playing that you bad. you were nuanced by saying he was fucking terrible. That wasn't a nuanced opinion. No, the first he, opinion no, no, wasn't. no, no. He played fucking terrible. I just and, think it's okay. Like, look, is that we pick winners and losers? But all I'm right? saying is, though, is that it, it, you can build around a player and they can be successful, like Tua Tagovailoa is is doing right now. Yet, I would still take Justin Herbert over him ten times out of ten. He's a better prospect. I thought Bryce would elevate players though earlier, and you know what? And that's my own fault for believing that. That's my own fault People for believing that. But we thought the cerebral, the this, the that, the how, how, blah, 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 like it's like 
that's our own fault for buying in. And you know what? I'm going to remind myself about that shit. Is any, what did I say on the post game show? Anytime somebody says generational talent, pro ready, fucking red flag for me to not get excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I mean, that's I, I, just a bunch of people just like us who need to have something to talk about each week, manufacturing a fucking conversation. You know, and you're right. You go back, you look at Bryce Young's tape. He didn't do any of that. But again, he played in college. And this was Greg's ultimate point. And it's a right. It's a real point. And that's why you can't say just because you played in the SEC that the NFL is going to be great. If then if that was the case, then everybody from the SEC would go into the NFL and have success. And nobody from and only other people from other conferences would struggle. But we see tons of motherfuckers all over flame out from the as you know what I'm saying is college and the pros are different. You take 120 teams with 90 man rosters and you trim it down to 30 teams with 53 man rosters. And by the way, those players get to play for 10 and 15 years the greatest of the great. It's a different fucking dog, bro. Uh, it, it is a different dog. I, I just think it's going to take longer to build the team around Bryce than it would another quarterback. I don't and, think and, even and, that. Well, I well, just thought, we just thought say, it was going to be too easy. I think it's but, our own fault for thinking it was going to be easy. But let me just say this, too. Like, you're not going to tell me. If you want to say he doesn't have wide receivers around him, Great. I agree with you 1,000%. If you want to say he doesn't have a good offensive line, perfect. 2,000%. A, a, a million percent, dude. <laughs> Fine. But you're, you're not going to sit there and tell me that Bryce Young doesn't have a problem turning over the football. Do you think Bryce you Young would make- tell you that he's played – the way no, he, want, he expected there is himself no to play? No way that he would tell you that. So if Bryce wouldn't tell you that, why, why are you mad unfair? at you? Yeah, why is it unfair for us to say it? Like, it's just Bry- Bryce fans that are so butthurt that whenever they hear one bit of criticism, they think, oh, you don't even like them. I think you it's want- fear, Cody. I think it's fear. I think yeah. all of that is rooted in fear that it might not work. Oh, yeah. And, and that is a terrifying thought. And not because I don't think it's going to work, but the real, the scariest, scariest of parts is this. And I wanted the number one pick. I wanted like when that we did that, I was like, fuck yeah. We get our guy. Whoever we want, whether he's right, wrong, or indifferent, we got we picked him. You know what I'm saying? I picked my date to the dance. I didn't get left left over with this. The scary part about it is is that if it doesn't work, how far you know you're set back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the terrifying part of this is the criticism. Any criticism really raises that secret fear in the darkness that you don't want to be true, that you don't want to admit's there, that it might not work. And you know what? I'm sure a couple of uh, of, of Dolphin fans had that with Tua. I'm more than a couple. But they also picked him at six right. and didn't trade up for him. Uh, let's go to the next call. Hey, Mike. Mike Weston. I know you, I know you hear me. Come on, man. 
<laughs> so uh, we're about to come up on week six, and you know we talked about us getting twelve oh, wins, and I don't think that's going to happen, bro. So uh, you and me need to sit down and talking. Who we, is he we, even we talking need to sit down and talk money? You know, so uh, I somebody talking yeah. too. I kind of knew that this was going to happen. I knew it. It's all good, guys. It's all good. It happens. I mean, that's Nick. He's talking no, to man. somebody specifically. I hate like this, but it happens. So, well, uh, I wonder if he's going to the Miami game. That would be Nick's fucking <laughs> luck. Uh, yeah, I doubt that it. That would be Nick from. Uh, that would be Nick uh, Montero. And who is uh, homeboy uh, from Mass? Josh from Mass. These poor motherfuckers come down every time they go to the game. It's Although, just a... oh, you know, they were at the Lions game last year, though. Oh, were they? They yeah. got their first. Oh, yeah, wow. Nick, Nick, Nick did. That was his first W. They should have retired first. right then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gone another game. All right, next call. Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener. My name's Jacoby from Greensboro. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you. Jacoby, what's up? Um, I want to say you guys are great. I love listening to you. I can't listen to you when my kids are in the car, but that is the truth. But anyway, I wanted to give a few responses to what I think about Bryce Young. I actually think he needs to sit. I think um, I think he looks overwhelmed. I think he looks like he's not handling the pressure. And whether or not he can do well with being on the bench and learning from Andy Dalton, I don't know. Some I think can do better playing. Some can do better just sitting and waiting. But all I know is that he doesn't look like he has it right now. And he looks like he's overwhelmed with pressure. And on another note, I really want to win more games than three other teams. I just don't want the Bears to get Williams, May, or Harrison. Like, what if they get um, all of them? They don't have the capital really to trade up. But uh, that would be pretty devastating. But anyway, guys, I uh, love listening to you. Keep coming. Thank you for the call. Um, and you're right. Don't you can listen. Yeah. Is I listen to podcasts kind of like my own in the car sometimes. And then you're like, I got to pause it. Hold on. I should have paused it already. <sighs> Why am I listening to this in front of my children? So no, I understand that. Thank you for, um, thank you for listening a, and your support. And I understand put the, you know what I do with those is you put the radio on for your kids and you put the one Bluetooth earbud in, in yeah. one ear so you can listen to what you yeah. want to listen to and you yeah. look like you're and you can still have awareness. You, still can hear, still, yeah. you can still hear the car. You can still hear the kids. Sounds like a veteran dad move to yeah, me. I got three. Um, I the, Here's the one thing about that or about this when he brings this up. Is what do you do now? We brought. I've I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. Is when Frank Wright. You know, I wanted in in retrospect, and I know this is hindsight. Hindsight's easy. Is that if Thomas Brown was calling the plays and we struggled, then Frank Wright could take over. But Thomas, uh, Frank Wright passing the plays to Thomas Brown is such an early admission of incapability. Um, like, you know, in this is that it seems like foolish to do it. How do you go from Bryce to Andy Dalton now? I mean, no, you don't. even if it's the right move, like in theory, that means it was the right move to begin with. Right. 
Right. Well, that you can't you that we know that they went into their the 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 training camp that he was going to be starting. Like we I don't think there was a single soul that believed that he wasn't. Um and so the fact that they did start him Honestly, I think you would cause more harm than good, regardless of reputation. But from the mental aspect of it, right? Yeah, like I agree. Uh, you cannot turn this into a Sam Darnold situation, and with the Jets, where like Sam Darnold has everything you want in a quarterback, right? Like the size, he has some some uh, some elusiveness to him, um, and he went to a place where he just wasn't doing very well, right? So. But the, the or even Zach Wilson, like you can't you can't do what you're doing to Zach Wilson right now, which is benching him constantly, getting him back in the lineup, benching him again, getting uh, Aaron Rodgers to come in and then him getting hurt. And then he's forced to go in there again. Like it you, might be the best thing the Jets did by not going and getting a quarterback and just saying, hey, we're going to ro- try to rock with you at this moment. You're right. CK. You know, I just I, I can't imagine like what that would do to the psyche of, of uh, Bryce Young if you went and just put him into the uh, and put him on the bench. I, I just when I you can't. go zero and six, what is the tipping point that you say this? Is you come out and you say, "Look, this season we wanted to win. This year, we did. We didn't go out there to lose, but we didn't win." Right. When do you just go out there and say, "This is about development of our team"? about developing our quarterback, developing our coaching staff and the continuity, developing the players and learning about what we're going to do in the future. If you bench Bryce young, you're saying that you're not even interested in doing that. You're just, you're just trying to put one or two wins ahead or three wins ahead of that development. I think at some point you've got to, if you're Frank Reich, you got to walk into David Tepper's office and you got to say this, you hired me for a reason. It has not gone the way we wanted it to. We picked Bryce young for a reason together. All of us don't put this on me. Don't put this on you. We were all in on this. And you know what? We did it for a reason. Let's grow a backbone here. If we go Owen 16 or Owen 17, excuse me, then we go 0 and 17. But now the whole goal is not about winning in a winning a week to week, but right. winning as a growth model. And I know that doesn't get us a draft pick and this and that. So yeah, you know what? Put away the newspaper, David, uh David, David Tepper. Nobody reads the actual newspaper anymore. Put away, delete your Twitter app, and let's just go to work and put out the noise. I think you're right, CK. That does, I think the caller's right in saying that we may have taken the wrong road, but now we've committed. Right. We committed to Frank. Like It's just with Frank Wright and the play calling. If he gives it over to Thomas Brown now, it I think does more harm than good I because mean, he gets fired anyway. Can we talk about this? If you're any of the Panthers coaches, what are you telling them with this matchup against Miami? Like, like what, what, what did you, what, what what you I mean, about, you, you could have said that even justice, if you were five and one right now, like, dude, what, or four, what four and one. You're you going to no play ch- one of the, one of the best offenses in the NFL 
what adjustments are you even gonna hope to make? Oh, there's no adjustment. No. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Just growth. It's just growth on offense. The idea idea that uh, um, you know one difference in play caller is somehow gonna change how our offense looks. Oh, I don't care. You're not going to keep up with the Dolphins. Don't worry. That's not going to change shit. What you got to just worry about is not having a track meet. You know what is what I would say is this is I would almost try to forfeit this game. Can you do something? Can we get COVID? Can we do something? What is this going to help? What is it going to help to get hung 72? We're French now. We're waving the white flag, baby. We on this one game, bro. We match up terribly against this team. We oh, matched yeah. up terribly against this team before the season started. This is a track meet. Our defense is hurt under man, and their offense is a top here. Look, here, Cody, I got it up. I'm going to here add the. <laughs> let's see. I put it up in here. Add the. Here, I got it right yeah. here. We're going to add this. Right now, they're ranked. Uh, eighth overall, we're ranked 30th. Their offensive rank is number two. And I think that's doing who is number one, according to PFF. That's what I want to know. Uh, probably, uh, uh, Philly, San Fran, huh? Fuck that, man. So it's like, no, these mugs have like. They put more points up in a single. And I know you can be like, oh, it's Denver. No, these guys run a fucking track meet. They they run it. They they put up like college numbers. And yeah, they lost to Buffalo because Buffalo always beats them. These guys run it fantastic. They pass it fantastic. They got so much speed at every position. There's no way our defense, even if you put all of the people that were hurt on this defense, had any chance against this offense. These mugs are too good for us. The only way that it's close is that we catch them sleeping. You know what? The spread is 13 and a half. I think that's, look, last week it was 10 points against the Lions, and the Lions covered easily. The only thing that's wild. Oh, I thought I said earlier in the show, I mistakenly said 43 over under. I only think this is that 48 and a half is low. Could this be, uh, you know what? If this, if the over under and a lot of the money is on the under on this, I think the smart money is saying that it's going to be under. The only thing I could think is this, is that the Panthers don't score. Which is how it, it feels like it's a possibility. But how do you keep this def- how do you keep them from scoring under 40? I mean truly. How do you keep the Miami Dolphins from scoring under 40? And there's no dude, we couldn't stop the Detroit Lions from doing it. And but the Lions were, are good, they, but this well, offense right, is they better. Were missing, they were missing their number one wide receiver. They're going to be missing Achene or whatever his name is, that running back. But guess what? They still got most of it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They have a good offensive line. Literally, whatever running back you ask to run in that <laughs> offense, they're going to fucking run it Listen down. This. My boy Kev says this, is the way you keep them from not scoring 
that is you keep the ball. Well, we can't run the ball though. Yeah. We can't. How do we keep the ball if we can't run it? 900 screen passes. Why aren't we using Jeremy Chin as like a strike safety? Like someone that's just yeah, what eighteen snaps and that yeah, was that was yeah, ridiculous. His, his snap, his snap count. He's goes a bust. Lower goes lower and lower. Do remember all those fans that were like, "Oh, Jeremy Chin's so much better than Isaiah Simmons." Dude, how about this? They're the same. No, player. Isaiah Simmons light. I think Jeremy Chin is getting screwed over. But okay, but I have not watched him play. To you know what? Actually, I think it comes down why to is this. this for Jeremy you know Chin why? No, the reason why Washington. Jeremy Chin is not getting snaps is very simple. Is because our secondary is so hobbled that we have to put out five defensive backs, and he just can't. Like it would just be better to put out another defensive back than to put out a hybrid safety linebacker. Like he just. When everybody can just beat you with wide receivers, he should be a linebacker, I think. Um, how do you possess it, Kev? This is what I'm going to ask. Let's go to the calls. Uh, how do you possess it, though? How do you possess the ball when you can't run it? How do you maintain the clock with the way this offense has been? I don't know how you do it. I... With my initial inclination is to think this is just an absolute bloodbath. But the only thing that keeps me from saying that, and the reason I don't think all the money is on the over, is because the NFL is just fucking weird. So this would be like, this will be the one time the Dolphins score like 20. It'll be like 27. No, it, It'll no, be 21 it, it, 20. The Dolphins win at the last moment. No, they are doubting our ability to be the most incompetent that you could ever imagine, dude. Uh-huh. A shout out to Don Diesel Skills. Uh, he provides a counter argument. Says Chin is top five in tackles on this team with only 30% of snaps. That's insane. So maybe that leads to your argument, though, that it's just uh, misusage. Like just no one knows how to use him in the proper fashion. Just be a linebacker. All right, let's go to the next call. How's it going, guys? It's C three Coach Kurt again. So, I wanted to do my own like little personal research on Scott Fitter, and so I'm going through like all of his like like background and his like experience. So, with the New York Giants. From 98 to 2000, area scout. Seahawks, 2001 to 2010, area scout. Seahawks, 2011 2014, director of college scouting. So he should be really good at scouting fucking good talent, right? Okay. Seattle Seahawks, 15 to 19, co-director of player personnel. 2020, vice president of football operations. And present time, GM for the Panthers. Not too long ago, when, like, we were... When we went to hire Scott there, there was a report saying he was responsible for both Russell Wilson and some of those guys drafted to the Seahawks. Well, I went and did a little more research, and it said that Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider were the first two to meet with Wilson. John Schneider was mind-blown from tape and highlights that he found himself alongside with Pete Carroll and other personnel inside the office. 
okay, which could have been, I guess, could have been better. But John Snyder made the overall call on pulling the trigger on Russell Wilson. Okay. What? Where is the, like, the credit that Fitter has of being such yeah. a personnel, player personnel guy? Like, no one is out here vouching for him. No one vouches for him at all. Like, he's the guy. He got this great talent for us, for this team. And we hired him. And we've seen what that's done for us. Like, oh, man. Like, this is fucking unbelievable. Fucking fire this guy. Man has no credibility. He's been an area scout and a fucking college scout for so many fucking years. And has dropped the fucking ball, bro. Like, he has all this experience and is not showing it. And if there's no credit for him doing all this great shit on paper, no document saying shit, there needs to be credit for all the bad stuff he's done. Preach. And that's been with us. He needs to go. Preach, Kurt. There's no other option. That that man really needs to be fired. And there needs to be a blanket statement saying, hey, if staff members or players don't show up to fucking play, put your Oh, uh, and cut him off right at the nah, end. I mean, he's got a whole nother car. Hey, dude, do me but a favor. Third. Hit, hit the. I'll, I'll leave it up to you if you want to play it. Hit the applause button, though, because okay. my man well, was. If I'm spit- hitting the applause. We're playing it. Yeah, my man was spitting fire. Like when you dig into Scott Fidger's past and you look at what all he's been responsible for and what he actually has done, he gets a lot of credit for shit that has nothing to do with him. You think All about right, well, I'm playing the next call then from him. Yeah. Let's see what he's got then. Hey, this is Coach Cardi. I just wanted to finish my statement. Sorry for calling too many times. Um I just wanted to say like like starting with Tepper, that man needs to be able to put his foot down and be like, Hey, like as a staff member, if you don't meet expectations in doing your job, you gotta fucking go. For people to show up to work and get their shit together and meet those high standards and expectations of a high-caliber fucking organization that we don't just look like as a team that we're a part of, because it looks fucking horrendous. From the front office all the way down to the fucking water boy, we look fucking dog shit. Other than fucking Eddie Pinero, and I'm worried that man's legs are going to pop off like a fucking... Thank you. Thank you. We're going to give you applause one more time. That's the third call. We got a lot to get through. Let's go to the next one. Shout out, Kurt. What's up, C3? It's Kyle from Spartanburg. What up, Kyle? Calling in early, heading to work right now. Mm. But I just don't understand why um, it seems like the coaching staff has the rose-colored glasses on more than anyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because it just seems like nobody in the front office or on the team can admit that they're in a rebuild. They always yes. say that they're not they're not rebuilding all this kind of stuff, but the team's 0-5. Maybe they're saying it's not a rebuild because they don't have any draft capital next year to draft anyone to build this team around, but I don't see this team having any direction right now. I don't think anyone sees this team having a direction. So I'm just kind of confused why everyone says that they're not rebuilding, they're winning now, or they're trying to win now, all that kind of stuff, but there's no result. Maybe they should start saying that it's a rebuild and maybe we'll see some different results, but I don't really know. But I hope you all have a good show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he did say, Frank Wright said, uh, we're always building, you know, and I think it's just hard for a organization to say that, you know, I mean, they could be thinking. Especially it. if you're the Panthers, huh? Yeah, true, true. All right, next call. Hey, everybody, it's a Lincoln. I haven't called in a while, but I've been watching every video and trying to find a silver lining in this. Beyond dumpster fire. We're at a landfill fire now. We're, we're, we've moved beyond dumpster fire. That's, that's small potatoes. Um, so, we are now wanting a wide receiver. Now, it's a little bit older news, but we gave up one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. First overall pick, eighth overall pick, a second round pick for Bryce Young. Someone who Cody has mentioned in multiple videos, and I agreed with him. He didn't have all all the checkbox for someone you're going to spend that much capital on. He still has some serious red flags. I live in Alabama. I watched Bryce Young growing up, you know, as he matured at the University of Alabama. I'm an Auburn fan, an Auburn grad, so I watched him. His, I'm a Panthers fan, too, and I said, well, maybe he'd be drafted by the Panthers. And he's just so small. I'm 5'8", 180, and I'm almost as big as him. I'm sorry. That's not what you need for a quarterback. Height is a measure. Or it just Height to be an NFL player almost. Yeah. If you're brilliant between the ears, doesn't mean you're going to do much. And this is, guys, I want you guys to look at this, especially you, Cody. Look at the last seven quarterback classes, draft classes, where the most pro-ready quarterback is selected early on. Name them. And name, look at their career. You're not going to like this. Blank. Uh, well, actually. Uh, Sunday post game. You got Josh Rosen, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett. Uh, my brain's. Forgive me on a couple other ones, but it's like one. Hmm. Very Matt few Jones. Have actually panned yeah. out. Well, I don't know. He wasn't because first out here, though. The team they were in benefited and covered up their liability. That's a good Brent call. Jones, that was a good call. Wait. Four to five seconds before he threw the ball out of him in most of his plays. Because he had an all-star SEC offensive line. And then when he didn't have an all-star 
when he was facing as an all-star SEC defense, i.e. Georgia, he got murdered. I'm sorry. Look, I, Don't look at his highlight rule. Look at his issue reel, whatever you want to call it. Stinker reel. This is a really good call. Is, but yeah. it's going to be until 2026 before this team even has a chance. Oh. I don't think he's being too mean. Uh, I don't think he's being he irrational about Bryce home. either. He needs to be fired on our next uh, – when we go to – I think we're going to Europe this year. We should fire him in Europe and make him pay and get and fly back on his own. <laughs> uh, are we playing your Euro- in Europe this year or next year? Uh, no, uh, we, it's, uh, it's next year. We're okay. playing in Germany. The, I do think this is that the whole they play in the SEC is too overused, right? It's overused for positive and negatives, right? So anytime you're like, oh, well, they play other they play other NFL uh, competition, they play in the a- a- SEC. The other though is the a lot of these teams, and I don't know, I don't watch Alabama a ton. I watch Georgia a good bit because my wife's family is always is our alum, and they're you know, I mean, alum, and her great grandfather who's passed, or her grandfather uh, has now passed away. Taught there for forty years, lived in that. My my wife was born in Athens. Oh really. Uh, yeah, so, like, I mean, I know, like, we're, we're part of That's the only SEC game I've ever been to. I've been uh, I've been there between the heads. It's wild. I've been a couple of times. It's like a different experience. I come from a different type of school. But these teams do play teams that make them look good sometimes, right? I mean, oh, they yeah. play the SEC, but the first game I ever went, now, this was an SEC game, SEC on SEC, but it's SEC on SEC crime. Uh, this was probably in. So my wife and I have been together. Vanderbilt or something like that. It was. It was exact. No, it was Vanderbilt, exactly Vanderbilt, it. and it was criminal. You oh, know? I mean, it was just so. I mean, I you got to say this, and I'm not trying to again take away from. I think Bryce has a lot of of things, but you can't just be like, oh, I played the greatest competition because sometimes the greatest teams beat up on these little boys too. Yeah, for sure. So I thought, I just thought that was a great call uh, in a lot of different ways. And. Well, I just hate Tony, how you're not even allowed to say that Bryce is underperforming compared to expectation. Because, no, because they're going to say, Oh, what? You didn't think a rookie should struggle. That this team would fucking suck like this. Every other problem is a, like everything that you can mention about Bryce Young playing bad is someone else's problem. It's either the wide receivers or it's the O line. They're or scared, it's bro. Coaches. Yeah. There is never this one is time. There's never one time where Bryce is the one that fucks up and didn't make the play and gave the momentum to the other team. It it can never just be that simple. And I like what that caller said, too. Like, in today's NFL, you almost have to take a chance on the physical projects rather than the guys that are, you know, maybe day one ready, but they don't necessarily have that. your best football is now, you don't want your best football to be now. Right. You want your best football. Think about Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if he said, well, he's a shitty prospect because he didn't play. He wasn't the best quarterback 
in college football that year. Well, he's the best quarterback now. I think where this comes back to fear, though, and look, is again, I, I'm all in on rooting for Bryce. I'm all behind him. I don't think he's a bust. I felt, I hate how we have to caveat everything now. I truly believe I that. It's like, no, but like, I'm going to root for my guys, right? Same. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for him to be great. But I think the secret fear, like when those people get, or whoever they are, become defensive. really defensive or insecure, is because they're coming to terms with this, is that, despite all the really cool things about Bryce, there were some, there were more warts than you wanted to admit. Yeah. The size, the, uh, it, it is not just size. It's like, he's not crazy. He doesn't have Kyler Murray speed. He is the smallest starting quarterback. in the But NFL. he doesn't have Kyler Murray speed though. Right. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have a Kyler Murray arm. No. So it's like this is he doesn't have a bazooka. He doesn't have crazy speed. He's got questions at size. He's just really smart. There are too many check boxes and not enough check. It's like, you know, when you get your, you got your report card when you were a kid. Yeah, and you got the one where before the grades and you got the satisfactory and then you got the S plus. There's a couple of too many S's and not enough S pluses on that. Oh yeah, there's definitely not enough. And by and that's the way, everybody—they're terrified of it. They're terrified of really thinking about those things. And everybody was willing to push all those things aside. No, it doesn't matter that Bryce is five ten. It doesn't matter that he's one hundred ninety five pounds soaking wet. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because he's this, 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 and this. And hey, like, like we just said, we have to do a caveat with everything. We want Bryce to be good. Yeah, because a, totally. because a, good, a good Bryce Young means a good Carolina Panthers. And we're not going to stop being a fan of this football team. You just but, hate for him to be Geno Smith, to be awesome yeah, 20 years from now. Man, or, or like for him to be another Alex Smith, which is a comparison that you made first, Tony. Yeah. That, that like, you know, it, there was uh, Aaron Rodgers in the class but you took the safe pick and the guy that you thought was and better Aaron, right and, now. And Alex Smith was good, but he just wasn't good enough. He wasn't enough on a team that wasn't good enough yet. And I could easily see that being the case with Bryce. Ain't that a bitch? Next call. Hey, what's good, fellas? Uh, it's Corey calling in. Corey, what's up? I just, something's just really been grinding my gears the last few days, and I just wanted to call and speak on it. But um, I love grinding. My I know head. just sports fans in general. Um, being we have a hard time operating in the gray area of things. Everything is either one way or another, right? Is it Bryce? Is it the coaches? Is it the weapons? Is it this? Obviously, it's the fucking football team. There's 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 56 players on the roster. There's so many so odd coaches. There's true, so many true. hands in the pot. That this is bit, way bigger than Bryce. Great, Literally, get, everything is attributed to one person or one thing one aspect when something goes as bad as going this year you can't attribute to one thing or, or one aspect but we as a fan base man and this isn't an anti-bryce call because again i'm not i'm not totally out on bryce there's like, the caveat this shit has been i hear totally you i hear you bro talk everybody to but i'm not uh, just totally saying that he can't be an nfl quarterback but in in this in that same vein bro we have to stop 
babying this motherfucker to where he's totally um, excused from all criticism. Oh, I was telling you. Like, I'm seeing on Twitter, folks are, you know, excusing that intercession through the Hutchinson um, um, last week. Just insane play the by Hutchinson. Insane play. It was, was like, bro, crazy. Some things can yeah, be man, true. It was a good play. It is a matter of fact, three things can be true. The play call was terrible. Don't know why we're running a bubble screen to our slowest, least athletic tight end who's been on. Why the wasn't it to Hurst? Thing. Um, Hutchinson made an amazing play. He did. He read the play, pushed the tight end out of his spot, and caught an interception one-handed. It was an amazing play. He's, he has uh, elite ball skills for a defensive lineman. And Bryce shouldn't have thrown the fucking ball. When you see Should those things happening. Feet. And Hutchinson is literally standing where Ian Thomas is supposed to be. Throw the ball in the dirt, bro. Oh, you want to talk about baby and wait until you hear Frank Wright talking about those interceptions. He's putting the ball in harm's way, whether it's a fumble or an interception. And, you know, obviously the second interception was, was, you can look at that and be like, that was a bad throw. Not only did I have enough zip on it, but it was a bad read. Like, I don't, like, well, you you weren't looking at it. Did you hear the the coach on this today? Yesterday? Like, like, bro, just because he's a rookie, doesn't mean that he's not playing bad. And just because he's playing right. bad as a rookie don't mean he's always going to be bad. But, like, don't just sit here and tell me that these dudes are That's the best the way to put it. And da, 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 da. Like, it's supposed to excuse everything. Like, nah, bro. I'm going to hear that. Not I'm going to try to rewind it for that. Playing bad as a rookie don't mean he's always going to be bad. There it is. Thank you, Corey. The, now, listen to this one. The way This is, like, this, he, this is, like, poetry right here. Corey, you're the man. Did you say everything I've been trying to say on Twitter uh. all day, my brother? I love it. It was good, fellas. Uh, uh, here it is. Reed, like, I don't, like, well, you Watch, he said, just right because thing, you're but a rookie. The play is like a quintessential, like, like, bro, just because he's a rookie. Here it is. Doesn't mean that he's not playing bad. And just because he's playing bad as a rookie don't mean he's always going to be bad. But like, Bars. don't just sit here and tell Bars. me that he's a rookie and that the coach is sucking and da 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 Like, it's supposed to excuse everything. Like, nah, bro. We are not Bryce Young haters for calling out that Bryce needs to play better. Great call, Corey. call, man. Great. You know what? First of all, Shout he makes out great, to Corey, man. He makes great calls all the time. So it's not like Always. this is a first good call, great yeah, call. Corey's the homie, man. But um, Frank Wright d- did, baby. You know what he said? If you, if we really went, if you go and listen to all of yesterday's press conference about all the crap and this and that, he said that the interception that he's that we all thought was a poor throw like you know just and it's yeah, okay he said the wide receiver ran the wrong route right he didn't run the right angle which did this and you know what i would say this is that i'm okay with Bryce making mistakes like the fact that he threw that interception doesn't mean I'm like, oh God, Bryce fucking sucks. No, it's like those are the growing pains yeah. that I expect with a rookie. Those are the mistakes. If anything in that play, it just goes, I the 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 only red flag for me was does him not being able to see over some of these guys lend towards him not seeing that guy drop back as much. But I don't know. Other than that, it's like, yeah, those mistakes are going to happen. And they and they were are they they hopefully happen more in your rookie season. But the idea of saying it's not a mistake is the problem to me. 
Yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm just like, fine, man. You made a mistake, dude. Somebody goes this is I was, uh, I was, I saw somebody on Twitter and they were reacting to somebody's video about it or whatever, like Brett Coleman, or it was the Brett Coleman. Uh, you, met, you know, Brett Coleman. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I responded to it. Brett Coleman on Twitter. He just said, I didn't, room. I didn't yeah, expect it, this type. I never saw this on his yeah, tape. He said, I, I never saw this on his tape at, at, at Alabama. These types of boneheaded errors and mistakes were and not what I, I, I expected. And I, I quote tweeted him and I'm like, hey, do let Panthers fans tell it. They'll tell you that it was everyone else's fault and that he and did then, nothing wrong on this play. And everybody got all mad at me. Again. Well, there was one guy who said this and I don't care enough to fight. And I do. I'm more I'm more sensitive than you. Thank God. I'm <laughs> not the one. I am sensitive. I was coming at this guy in the chat not coming out but i was like he's like none of y'all play football clearly i was like man motherfucking elon musk ain't ever been to space but do you fucking yeah. be like oh he don't know how to he gives a shit yeah it's uh hawkins never went to space yeah but my and, whole, and just because you played high school football get the fuck out of here oh yeah i'm that just a fan i'm not trying to be an expert i'm just a fan I'm not a football expert. I'm an expert football fan. But don't be like, oh, that, and then not give me an explanation. Yeah, All I said this out. is uh, right after the Brett Coleman thing, a guy, and he was very polite to Brett. He was like, I just wonder how much of this is a lack of talent and poor play calling. And I said this is all of those things could be true, but this is a mistake. Yeah, like that's it. It was just like this was a mistake play. Like he might not have talent at wide receiver. Sure, he might. He might have some moments where there's been terrible play calling. But this right here, can't we just say you made a mistake? You burnt the garlic. If muscles also, is still fucking in the chat, you burnt the garlic. And once you burn the garlic, you, the play's over. You dump the shit out. Also, Tony, like you know. Dude, oh, man, dude, it's, it's so difficult to even Don't fight even fight. Him. Don't fight with I, him, man. I, we don't give him back. I, I, you I know. keep being you, brother. I, I you know, don't I know. stop being you. Oh, I, I tell everybody do. there's a reason people love this podcast. It ain't Tony. <laughs> You're too kind. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, um, you know, Bryce Young is going to be very polarizing for a long time to come. He should be. How about uh, no, this? How about he, the he, fact he that be, Bryce Young will. is polarizing? Fuck that. We had Cam Newton. We had oh, the black Donald more. Trump he, he of quarterbacks. Oh, dude, he might be 10 times more polarizing. No way. Yeah. Never oh, in the world does it happen. Done. Oh, wait. I'm Here it comes. Look at this. Here it comes. Here's the we have to do this one. We got, look, Truth Hub. Thank you. This is the required Peyton Manning sucked in his first year. Troy Aikman oh, went. It's the oh, required thing. And nobody is saying that Young is a terrible, is going to be a bust. The point no. is, is you can't admit truth, oh. Hub. Tell the truth. You didn't think he would have been better. Of course he did. He won't say that to you. I think if you if this was Anthony Richardson out there doing that, if this was CJ Stroud out there, you'd be like, oh, we knew there was some project. Oh, the S2 test. Oh, this is that. This is the most surprising outcome. 
And it's not just Bryce Young. It's not just Bryce Young. I think the coaching staff, too, is the exact surprising outcome. I didn't think they were going to be awesome, guys. I didn't think, look, go check the record stats. I said, I think we're a 7, 8, or 9 team. If it's a good season, it's a 9 win team, uh, nine win team. If it's a bad season, it's a seven win team. And I'm on record saying I didn't have the nuts to saying there's a potential. It could be under seven. And I just didn't want to admit it, but like we all, no one thought not just Bryce young, bro. This ain't a, not just Bryce young. This is a, not everything. No one thought this team would be this Terrible. So, literally the worst team in the NFL. Tony. And I don't even I don't even give a fuck about being winless. I don't even give a fuck about being winless. Oh, I, I thought we would no, no, like is winning a one game doesn't just all of a sudden make me a better team. But make us like I never thought that anyone would be like, oh, Matt Rule could have done this shit. That's the biggest fucking insult. insult. It's such an insult. I've never Ever in the history of the world thought I never I would have bet my entire life that it wouldn't have been this. Here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. Vashti Hurt replied to me on one of my threads. Somebody posted a clip of Bryce making a really nice off-platform throw, and then people saying like and then someone tagged me. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that was a great throw. Now do the interception. And then Vashti responded to me and was like, uh, don't know if you saw it, but just for reference, Frank Reich said that the wide receiver ran the wrong play on that route. Well, we already know that Frank Reich is forgetting about wide receivers <laughs> on the fucking sideline. Don't you think that there's any chance that Frank Reich is doing damage control for Bryce Young and not Did putting any- it all on him? And saying that, oh, my rookie quarterback, who's clearly going through the rookie growing pains, threw a dumb interception. But instead of me throwing that on Bryce, which it probably should have been, I'm just going to say, ah, fuck it. Uh, Jonathan Mango ran the wrong route. Can we remind people that that a possibility? Can we remind people uh, that are listening to this podcast and that potentially are going to unfollow you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Potentially. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had no potential. Yeah, no, they've already unfollowed him. Yeah, they're they're not going to listen to this. Yeah, for sure. That I was the one making fun of Cody, saying that Bryce Young was going to be rookie of the year, throw for over 4,000 yards. I was the one saying, Cody, chill the fuck out. Chill. I thought the receivers were better, bro. No, no, no. I don't give a fuck about what it is. No, my point is is this. It was not you from the beginning going, Bryce Young can't do it. Right. No, there was never a moment. If anything, the only reason that you're hurt about this is because you were too in yeah. on Bryce. And it like, my point is this. And so, like, first of all, you weren't a negative Nelly from the beginning. You weren't a Greg from the beginning hoping for failure. Second, these people, I want to call these Bryce defenders out, which is fine. I want him to win. I need him to win. I need him not to. I need him to be everything they told us what he was going to be and more, bro. That's what I need him to be. 
but I need them to come to me. I want them. You got to welcome. You know the numbers 252-228-5098. You can hit me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. And I want you to just with a straight, honest face, tell me that you expected this type of challenge and growing pain for not only Bryce Bryce Young, Bryce Young, but this coaching staff. And that's just what I didn't see. I was the person that was saying, Cody, chill. No 4,000 yards. Come on. Calm down. He can be a very good quarterback. He can have a good season. The fact is, is this, is I just thought from everything that we saw supposedly on tape and everybody told us that it would just be a little bit better than this. And I don't even think he's played horrendously. Come on. Right. The biggest Bryce fan in the world. Are you telling me that you believed that this is what it would have looked like? Let's go to the next goal. Yeah. I don't need no introduction guys. You know what the fuck it is. This fucking guy, David Tepper, you this motherfucker, fucking, you yeah. fucking Yankee doodle, fucking jabroni jerk off. Where do you get off? <laughs> Where do you get off buying this team? You fucking hedge fund Jones fucking jerk off and making us suffer. Everything you've said has been bullshit. You're a fucking snake oil salesman. Typical hedge fund fucking douche. Come in, penny pitching, cutting corners. It shows on the fucking field, doesn't it, boys? Mm? Oh, yeah. I'm not giving up on Bryce just yet. And don't worry, Greg, you and your beautiful beard, be patient. Bryce is going to have his day with my phone call. Trust me. All right. But this fucking guy, this owner, (laughs) between the Astral Turf, I I brought fucking music to fucking Charlotte. All right. Good for you. Good for you, you fucking motherfucker. (laughs) That's all we got, right? What would you do? You put the fucking logo in the middle of the field? Yeah, that's not good enough. I want it bigger. All right. (laughs) Fuck the logo. Fuck all that shit. This guy. What he has built, what he has made us suffer through, call of the night, bro. is bullshit. <laughs> and I want everybody, all the C3 fam, hey, JJ, you and your fucking blue and black shoes and shit, stop buying Panther gear. Stop giving this fucking guy money until he gives us what we deserve. A winning fucking football team. A good product. Shit, I'm small potatoes. But my fucking place, I got a good product and I'm consistent. That's what That's this right. team needs. And we don't have it. We haven't had it. Monster so this Jabroni jerk off Jones. I keep pounding, keep drinking, keep smoking, keep jerking off. I don't give a fuck. Have a <laughs> this good is my, one of my favorite calls in all of our call history. Go to Monster Subs in Spartanburg, South Carolina. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. He said this. He said, "What the fuck he done? What this motherfucker done? He put that logo out. I want it bigger." <laughs> Oh, dude, that's All right, let's go to man. JJ. Um, I do <laughs> have uh, more super chat. Oh, you want to say? Oh, here, call it well, up. Anthony wanted me to read it. It says, uh, Cody, didn't I tell you about fit months ago? Bro. I guess so, man. I mean, all right. That it, logo, I can't, I'm dead over this logo because we had a couple of conversations. We had it was two weeks ago or something. We said, what is the best thing that's happened. We said the logo in the middle. And of I said the logo. He said, fuck it. I want it back. <laughs> I'm dead about yeah. that shit. Awesome. <laughs> he said, keep jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to PJ, man. 
Sarah Jessica to call Lobo, it a night. Got a sweet and sour yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a big eye stuff. Big eye stuff for a handful of people, but more so Tony. More so Tony Dunn himself. Oh, I was about um, to walk he's away. The main guy of this this call that I got for because it, it's let just me hear it, you jabroni. You know, big eyes up to all those guys who were just like, we only lost DJ Moore. You know, all those guys who just DJ Moore ain't much. I ain't just, fucking scared of this. One. I ain't scared he's of this call. One, he's probably talking to me. And and fucking oh, he can only get four touchdowns, even though. Set a career high with touchdowns last year with four quarterbacks, four different quarterbacks in one year. It's cool. It's cool, bro. He's just going to go from the worst wide receiver situation in the NFL to like another bottom three wide receiver situation in the NFL. And Who have gives a, whole a fuck about here. his neighbors? And I feel like anytime I defended DJ Moore, all I ever heard was, it's fucking DJ Moore, not Randy Moore. Well, he is not no fucking Randy Moss. Catches. Sounds like a Randy Moss stat line, if you ask me. Oh my but God. you know how this good you got to be to go from the worst wide receiver situation to, like, the second worst? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to fuck around and have a career year again, bro. On top of that, I'm going to have my best, most complete year yet with subpar talent and coaching around me yet again. Ice up to all those who didn't believe in DJ Moore as a wide receiver one and believed in him as a player and knew who he was the real deal the whole time despite Carolina's dysfunction. All right. You know, it, it was just last week. You, Tony Dunn, were like, oh, fucking Brandon LaFell is better than Calvin Benjamin and DJ Moore. What I didn't say fuck? that. I did not DJ say. I said he was better bro. than Kevin Benjamin. I did not say no DJ Moore. Go pull that fucking tape. In a matter of two seconds, when you said that, Tony, I did not yeah, I say that he was better than. Like, never you know what, said that. Whatever, man. But DJ Moore consistently proving why he, he he was always a legit wide receiver one, and he's making us pay every week on on why we shouldn't have traded his ass. Uh, keep pounding C three. So it's going to be 23 all year long. Keep on this. GG. I'm calling you GG right now. I ain't even calling you JJ. GG. <laughs> Remember when you said how old I was? And you were like, oh, I thought you were 82 or 52 instead of 42. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. This jabroni right here. He said Randy Moss's name. And fucking DJ Moore's name in the same sentence. He's a fool, and don't I know it? Hey, I'm uh, telling you, homie. First of all, nah, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Look, DJ Moore, hard player, pretty uh, good player. Is he better than Steve Smith? Get the fuck out of here with that. No, he ain't better than Steve Smith. Now, is his career over? No, it's not. But you better not put him with Justin Fields if you want him to be better than that. And just because his mug had a three-touchdown game and went 230 yards, but 140 yards of those were covered by grass alone. Two of them passed. Go look at the, that game. 140 yards of this guy running fucking free. Running fucking free. Am I happy for him? Yes. Would the Panthers be better if we had DJ Moore? Yes. But get the fuck out of here. In fact, as Panther Pickle would say, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Bro, Randy Moss 
This mug could do that with anybody. He's the greatest receiver. The only reason Randy Moss is not the greatest receiver in the history of football is because of Jerry Rice. That's yeah. it. And it's a just, in fact, to be honest, it's kind of still an argument. It's still an argument that Randy Moss could be the best. But Jerry Rice has all the numbers, has everything. So, yeah, you just got to give it to him. No, shut the fuck up when it comes to some Randy Moss and some DJ Moore. How about this? Is DJ Moore good? Yeah. But, man, bro, he ran 140 yards against grass. Against grass. Would the Carolina Panthers be better with DJ Moore? Absolutely. Of course. Of course. But he is not this. All right. How about this? Would you take Justin Jefferson over DJ Moore? Yeah. Well, guess what? Randy Moss was better than both all the motherfuckers. So <laughs> shut the shut the hell up. How about this? Would you take um, DJ Moore over who's an uh, who's another top one? Right now, it's in the game. Right yeah. now, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Would you take DJ Moore over him? Guess what? Randy Moss was better than all them motherfuckers. So give me a third. Give me another. Oh, would you take DJ Moore over Tyreek Hill? I was about to say Tyreek Hill. Guess what? Randy Moss was still better than Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill is fast as fuck. He might be able to keep up with Randy. Oh, yeah. Hey, But Tony, you know something that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an older gentleman like yourself or a little baby like uh, our boy JJ, you know what everybody has in common? What? You need to shave your fucking balls. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. You You need to shave your balls, bro. Well, you know what? You don't want your balls to slip through your hands. Never. You don't want them to slip through your hands, and you don't want them to slip through her hands. (laughs) And what you want her to have is a nice, good ticky-tack grip on them. And the way to do that is you get your balls right, and then you get her hands right. And guess what? Randy Moss's hands, way better than DJ Moore hands. (laughs) I promise you this. But if DJ Moore was grabbing your balls, you want them to be perfect. You want them to be perfect. Randy Moss can reach up and grab any ball. DJ Moore, give him perfect balls. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Panthers. You're going to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's right. But not only will you have wonderful balls that not only DJ Moore could catch running wide open and free, but you might not be free. You might need a little liberation. And guess what? You've got ball deodorant. You've got crop refresher. You've got great fucking. I will say this. I do have a qualm with their boxers. They got no pull part. You got to pull them down like a child. I will say that. But guess what? You, <laughs> no, just pee in your pants, dude. <laughs> you can just pee in your pants. Just pee your pants. If you know what? You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. But guess what? You are not cool unless you're manscaped. You go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code PANTHERS. You get 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will be great. They will be caught 
by the girl that looks at them, by the guy that looks at them. Hey, if DJ Moore looks at your balls, he say, I got them. If Randy Moss, Randy Moss looks at your balls, he says, thank God there's no moss on those balls. Look at the north side of those balls. The north side of those balls are clear and clean. Promo code Panthers. Go to manscaped.com. Promo code Panthers. Help us out. Uh, Megatron. Some people said this, but Megatron just was not like it's still like he. I put him in the top. I put him in the top. But guess what? Is is DJ Moore better than Megatron? No. no. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not trying to shit on DJ Moore. I'm just saying this and go back, J- JJ. I did not say he was better. That Brandon LaFell was better than him. He's probably got 15 more calls. Right now. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, let's go to the next call. Your balls are wonderful on the next call. This is from 252 from the Greenville. Tony, this is Colby from Greenville. What's going on, C3? Oh, my hey. man, this well, guy, my favorite. Right quick and show some love or my lack thereof for the Panthers currently. I'm sure there's a whole lot of damn crying on the cat calls tonight, so I won't be too powerfully long with mine. My number one issue and problem I'm having right now, boys, is Frank Reich. This was an absolutely god-awful hire, and I am going to pay attention to what I say right now, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I hate this man more already than I ever did Matt Rule. Oh, no, and you here's can't why. say it. That's fucked Frank's up. Frank's been in the NFL for how damn long? Too long. He's already failed at another spot and got fired. I don't care if it was a bad spot. He's already seen what a failure looks like in an organization with the management, play calls, play style, everything. (laughs) And his insane ass brings that kind of same shit back home to Charlotte. It's uh, it's sad that we can even five or nine or thirteen. I don't even know at this point. It's been so bad. And then he has the balls to look the fans in the face. I said, well, are you going to keep pounding? No, motherfucker, we are not going to keep pounding. Keep pounding was built on the shoulders of men with passion that actually play fucking defense and block people and run the ball. Tell them, Cole. Until we get to that, keep that shit out of your mouth. Bro, Have a good night, the only family. way we're going to keep pounding is if we make sure that we use our Manscaped and then we just watch Pornhub uh, from one to four instead of the Panthers game. In fact, gosh, the only thing that's going to keep – look, we're about to go bad jokes with the <laughs> Dolphins keep pounding the Panthers. <laughs> Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, this is Panther Pickle. Wonderful speaking with you. So glad you're there. I hope you're having a great day, except for the fact that our Panthers stink. But, you know, it is what it is. We're a rebuilding team, so we just have to take the punches and smile and keep on going. Now, the one thing I'd like to recommend is for our illustrious fans not to blame everything on one person. It's not all Bryce Young's fault. It's not all David Tepper's fault. It's not all Scott Fitter's fault. It's not all Frank Wright's fault. It's not all every player on our roster's fault. There's a bunch of blame to sprinkle out nice and evenly amongst everybody. Now, sometimes people will blame Bryce Young for every mistake out there. That's 
and cry because we didn't draft C.J. Stroud. Well, guess what? That boat's done float, float away. So we just need to quit worrying about who we should have drafted and who we currently have. We have Bryce Young. Bryce Young is not perfect. He doesn't walk on water, and he doesn't heal people by the very touch of his hand. I know it destroys (laughs) some of our fans, maybe even some in the chat, but it's all right. Reach out to somebody. Give them a hug. We still love you anyway. Now, it's not all Frank Wright's fault, even though he is old. I don't understand why you call 299 screen passes in one game, but nonetheless, it ain't all his fault either because if you watch the film review, you'll find out that there are open guys out there. And those plays are good. It's just sometimes the ball don't go quite where exactly it should go at all times. And sometimes the quarterback doesn't look to the left or look to the right. Sometimes he stares the receiver down. I know that hurts, but that doesn't mean he's a bust. That means he's a rookie quarterback. And rookie quarterbacks make mistakes sometimes. It just happens. I know it's shameful to think about Kind of like a child when you're raising a child, and you know about this. You guys know about this. Well, most of you anyway. When you raise a child, they make mistakes. You don't not love them anymore. Sometimes you let them make them mistakes because you know the best way for some people to learn is making mistakes. So you let them make those mistakes, but you're right behind them, ready to pick them up and ready to help them get back on their feet and move forward. Now, I like to say it's everybody's fault, just like Greg did a few days ago when he said it's 25% to each individual issue. I mean, the, the concept of the large, the large fan base is blamed. Oh, I got cut off. Uh, he did get cut off, and he didn't call him back. So appreciate you, Pickles. I do want to say something that has to involve the last two callers, my man Panther Pickle and my man Cole. Uh, man, we have been doing these uh, film reviews on the channel right here on the C3 Panthers podcast, and we're looking at the All-22. And the last video that we did was an hour and 30 minutes long. I have a list of notes that I go over and make sure that I'm, you know, looking at the right thing, that I know what play is what. Man, check that out. We're not just making blanket assessments and assertions of this team right now. We're also we are trying putting to learn, it on too. Film. Yeah, we're this trying to learn. This isn't just say, like, hey, this is what to think. We're learning we're all looking about at this the team plays as together. we go along. We're looking at the plays together. We're figuring out what we're, what we're seeing. Who is the open? Is Bryce staring down the receiver? Was there anyone else that the ball could have gone to? What was the play calling? How many guys were there on the defense at the line of scrimmage? The offense of the line of scrimmage? Please check it out, man. Every Thursday, we're dropping the All-22 film review. Please check those out. It's really in-depth. We're going into the X's and O's of it. I think you guys will enjoy it, man. We want more and more people to continue to watch these because we're going to do them every week now throughout the entire season. I also need you guys to message Kirk, Kirk Ben Kirk, former ECU uh, quarterback. He didn't play much for the ECU Pirates, but he was the backup quarterback for the Packers. 
And he does like he tries to teach football through Madden, which I think is kind of a cool thing. Like, and he doesn't try, but he's like, hey, look at this coverage and he can do all the stuff. It's really neat. But he gets so many responses. I D- he has his DMs open. I'm like, bro, ECU alum. He put out a tweet saying this is that he thought that Bryce Young should sit for a full year and learn behind Andy Dalton. I mean, try- Let's let's uh, social media bully these people into coming on to the C3 Panthers podcast. Go after them, folks. Kirk Ben <laughs> Kirk. He's your guy. Be like, oh, I love Madden. I'll subscribe to your channel, but you got to come to C3. Uh, go Pirates. C3 family, it's Colby from Greenville one more time. Going to come at you a little sideways differently this time with something you might not expect me to say or any Panther fan right now. David Tepper has messed up. We all know that. But he's not going any damn where, people. The worst thing that's going to happen is he takes his team and moves elsewhere. So all we can do is pray to God that the next staff he puts in here, which better be next season, I wish it could be right this damn second, turns out to be more intelligent, cognitive, whatever word you want to use right here, and just come out here with better schemes and play calls because Mm. I'm telling y'all, that is the number one thing that is killing the Carolina Panthers right now. We are down some position players. We are smaller at some positions. I understand that. It's always been like that sometimes. But we have got to change everything on a day-to-day basis how this whole organization is ran. Because I just don't see any heart, desire, will, determination, whatever other cliche words you want to throw into this shit, our team is lacking. We are soft. I will say that one more time before I hang up this phone. The Carolina Panthers right now are beyond soft. We have been like it for a while, and we're going to stay like it for a while. And that shit needs to change. And the then we can start keeping scary going. part of hearing that is some people believe that or argue that teams take on the identity persona of their head coach. And some of the things that were one, or at least I am, I don't know. We are, I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, I've been, I've been very positive about the move to Frank, Reich. I was, I'm all, I was all in. And to be honest, I'm not out yet. And I know it's hard. It's hard for me to argue patience, 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 right? I think each and every week, the idea of him making it to a second season becomes harder and harder to say that it's going to happen. Maybe if it's not the right thing or the wrong thing, I just, I mean, at some point, do you just let there be blood kind of thing? Um. Do you wonder, he's got the super nice guy mentality. He's super nice. Look, I used to get mad. When we first started this podcast, I would get mad as we had seasons that were not this bad of a start with Ron Rivera. But Ron wouldn't be throwing the clipboard. He wouldn't be grabbing people by the face mask. And things were so bad. I just wanted him to show the frustration that we were having. But then there were moments when I learned that that wasn't the right thing to do. Again, I come back to Jonathan Stewart being on the podcast and how important it was that they didn't stop believing themselves 
in that 2014 season. Ron Rivera, despite all his flaws, the resolve and the unshakable, I'm not going to get flustered, turned out to help. That's why his teams do late in the, do very late, very well late in the season. Yeah. I just wonder this is that if you hear, and, and it's too early. We're five games in. We don't know what Frank Wright's teams will be if they really, truly take on his identity over the long term. But when you hear people saying they're listless on the road in Detroit, and then someone else goes, I was at the Seattle game. They looked like they were asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like these, I don't know. But I am not happy with that doggishness or the lack thereof that has come with the preacher version of a coach in Frank Wright. Let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Tuesday. Um, just wanted to call in and, um, you know, give my thoughts. Um, not going to talk much about the Dolphins game. We're going to lose that. Um, not really interested. I mean, of course I'll watch it, but it's going to be an L. Um, but just on a Twitter space with a ton of people, uh, got a lot of intel on some stuff. So first I do want to address what Cody's been going crazy about on Twitter all day. Listen, buddy, I understand you are a CJ Stroud fan. I understand he was your number one quarterback. Um, there's two things. One, there's no guarantee he would do good here. Even if you thought that Frank Reich was CJ's guy, yeah, maybe that would help. But Frank Reich also wanted Derek Carr, according to Joe Person. Okay. So let's not act well, like he his thinks. quarterback judgment he is thinks. an amazing thing. Second thing I want to say is if he didn't even want Bryce Young, and he, he, the reason, you know, he didn't want Bryce Young is the reason that he's handcuffing him in the playbook, that's a fireable offense because on most draft boards, Bryce Young was the consensus number one quarterback. We heard all offseason how Houston was in love with Bryce Young, and the Panthers just didn't end up trading the pick. Um, yeah, I mean, not much else to talk about. Um, so there's that. You know, I know we always disagree, Cody, but you're still my dog. Um, second thing is, is that Brian Burns, okay, I know we talk about this so much, but, you know, there's reports coming out about these wide receivers, and every day it seems like Christian Watson now they called about him. They're calling, listen, I've changed my mind on the sentiment. Don't trade. Don't let Scott Bitter make another move. Because let's see what happens in this 0-6 game. I mean, when we lose this week. That's when some changes are going to happen, I believe. Even Sheena and Vastai from Carolina Blitz, they basically said, like, yeah, they would assume that a move is going to be changed. Maybe Frank Wright's play calling, Scott Bitter out the door. Because they even said it wasn't supposed to start this bad, even if your expectations are below. So this leads into Brian Burns. A lot of people are saying that they're just going to end up tagging him and, and putting a price on him, like two first round picks, if they're going to, if someone trades for him and they have to pay him. Listen, I would rather see what you can get at the deadline. Like, I, if we did fire Scott Bitter and then we were potentially moving about, like, moving Burns, who, by the way, hasn't even been drafted by Scott Bitter and the last GM before him is long gone. See what you can get for him. We need to be sellers at the deadline. I think that's the main consensus with this fan base right now. Being a buyer is awesome, but we have been buyers for low-priced deals for too long now, and none of the moves have worked. Chad brought it up. Scott Bader's traded away. Three first-round picks, if you include DJ Moore as a first-round pick. Three second-round picks, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, and a sixth. That's too much draft capital to give up to be 0-6. Anthony from Charlotte, give me your thoughts. 
feet motherfucking pounding, boy. Keep pounding. I'll make my response real quick. <laughs> Anthony, if you're head coach, when picking number one, wanted a quarterback that the team ended up not drafting, wouldn't you think that would be a big deal? Like, this doesn't have to do anything with what you think about Bryce or what I think about Bryce. But if you don't think it's an issue that now Rich Eisen, Adam Schefter, have reported that they have all heard rumors that Frank Reich wanted Stroud and that David Tepper wanted Bryce Young, if you think that's not an important topic for why these Carolina Panthers are so bad right now, bro, I don't know what to tell you, man. You're looking through rose-colored glasses. You think I'm trying to hate on Bryce. Dude, I swear I'm not. I want the Panthers to be good. I want Bryce to be good. But that is a big-time fucking story if our head coach didn't get the quarterback he wanted on his second NFL job, which is probably going to be his last chance at being a head coach in the NFL. So, sorry, man. Call uh, it like it is. Yes. Can't stop sneezing. Sneezing attack over there. Holy huh? cow. Um, Bless you. Bless the Panthers. We just want to point out uh, Christian Watson, which I can't stop sneezing. Um, he had 611 yards receiving. He's played in the league two, two years. Uh, he had seven touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers. Right now, he has 116 yards and one touchdown. What makes you feel that confident that he is an answer? I got to go to the next call because I can't stop sneezing. <laughs> and I can't mute my mic because up, I learned guys? if this I mute D. my mic, it mutes. I'm trying to get in my cat yeah. call. Just two days removed from a thumping from the Detroit Lions. Look at how I all knew that one was coming. We had it. We had it Brand coming our pass. way. We hurt them bad last year on Christmas Eve, and they certainly got us back on Sunday. Um, I wanted to wish everyone here on the C3 Panthers podcast happy firing Matt Rule Day. This uh, year ago today, we fired Matt Rule. And we may not be happy with the coaching staff right now, but I'm incredibly happy that Matt Rule is no longer in Carolina. Uh, we can see the fallout of what he did in his time here. We look at our roster, 34 people are new to that 53-man roster, which just means, you know, they cut the draft picks, they cut the depth, just all kinds of players that Matt Rule and Phil Snow felt were important for that team. Frank Reich and Ejero Rivera just don't see a place for them here in Carolina moving forward. Um, another thing that uh, I'm pretty happy about, even though we took that loss, is 250 yards passing for Bryce Young, three touchdowns passing in the air. If we think back to our last game of the year last season against the Saints, we only had 22 passing yards, I believe it was, from Sam Darnold. That 250 would have went a long way last season. It was what we were looking for all year long was that, that type of passing attack to complement our running game. Um, also in that game, we lost both of our starting guards. And, you know, Carolina really hasn't been the same since on offense. It's almost like offensive guards are important uh, to what we're trying to do on offense. Yeah. So go figure that. Another thing I'm happy about besides the yardage and the touchdowns for Bryce and the development from Bryce is that he's not Sam Darnold. Uh, I watched Sam Donald for quite a few games, and I'm I'm definitely happy to have Bryce Young over Sam Donald. 
Um, sure, we're taking our lumps with the rookie quarterback. He's got some turnovers. Uh, you can make the argument that it costs us a couple games, and it certainly does cost games. You're not supposed to turn the football over. That's one of those rules, right? But there's another rule, too, and it's called stop the run. And Carolina is now like six worse in the league. There's only five or six teams, I think, that are worse than we are at stopping the run. Um, and one of them, of course, is the Broncos. And they've given up like 900 yards rushing already this season. And one of the reasons that is is because they played Miami. And uh, we're expecting another thumping coming this Sunday. So maybe it's time to clean the gutters. And maybe you want to rake some leaves, something like that. Um, because this is going to be an ugly one in Miami, guys. Last time we were in Miami, I remember Cam Newton threw two interceptions and had like one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. So I'm really not looking forward to it. But I, I wish the Panthers would reach out to Marquand McCall get him back on this team. Surely he can't do any worse than stopping the run as, as what we're doing now. And this isn't an indictment of Shad Tuttle. I like Shad. He's doing an okay job, but overall the defense uh, isn't stopping the run. Great call. Great call. Um, one Appreciate thing I you, saw, I saw a couple of things. Um, Mark calling McCall, someone asked, uh, maybe, I don't know if it was, by the way, Darren Gant in that mailbag. Hmm. So tired of him just like shit. You know, he's like, Oh, of course, here's the fire, everybody. Then don't put it in if you're gonna say that smart ass comment. But um the Panthers look, is Shy Tuttle has only had one pressure all year, and he's like had nine tackles. And I like so it's not like he's just been lights out. The Panthers coaching staff, when they released Marcall, said they had other guys that they thought would be pretty good and guess what those guys haven't done shit tell me their names tell me their names i, I don't know who the fuck they are i have no idea i know it's Derek, but I, I do a podcast every week about this shit you know what i'm saying like so i know Derek brown shy Tuttle. i know brian burns i know ygm and i know that justin houston don't do shit and that's fine so I, I think he's got something there. The other thing is this, is that's the way you beat the a 3-4 is to run, run. And I think teams have realized that. Third, the Panthers don't have the personnel right now to be a 3-4 and be really great on defense. That's fine. And I think teams, and I just wonder this, is the reason that the over-under in this game is only 48? is because people think they're going to run the ball. In fact, let's go to prize picks. Don't forget the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by prize picks. Even though we got to it late in the segment here, it's our favorite. They're our favorite in our heart. And don't worry. We are going to make some prize picks and look, Anthony, JJ, all these kids play. And you know what? I feel like, Cody, we got to play with your account. I got it. I, I'm, I'm about to play. Man, I will play with my account. I got no more promo dollars, but uh, I have 17. Oh, and I, I got just, one promo dollar, but I will make some plays right now. Who's ready? Are you ready? You want me? To, oh, you got it pulled up? Yeah, man. All right. How about this? If you go to prizepicks.com, prizepicks.com, use the promo code C3. This is the number one place to play daily fantasy football sports the way it works is you got to make at least two entries from two different teams that's it that's the minimum two different entries from two different teams but then you can add on to three entries four entries the more entries you make the more your winnings 
can be. You use your fantasy knowledge, your football expertise for all those people that say, oh, you don't know football? Show us. How about that, Mug? The person, the you don't know football person, go to prize picks right now. Use the promo code C3 and show me you know football. Football, football, football. football. It's tough picking the Panthers in this right now, but we're going to make a couple of prize picks. Right now, Cody Lack, you like this. Right, Purdy? 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 Is he pretty good? No, they're playing the Browns. But, dude, I'll be damned if the, if the 49ers they don't They got a good defense. The like Browns the, defense. I know. I know. I've, I've, I've been I'm on record. I'm on record for being very high <laughs> on the Cleveland Browns defense. But, dude, that, that, that team just – they look like a juggernaut, man. They really Brock do. Brock Purdy is playing out and of how his about mind, this? dude. How about this? Brock Purdy, and I know it's still early, Brock Purdy looks like what we want Bryce Young to be. But with a quarterback size. But, yeah, but, no, I mean, yeah no, but, and no, an no, awesome no, team no, around Brock him. Brock Purdy is 5'11". No, Brock he's Purdy. not. Just look it up. Brock Purdy he looks is way bigger four. than 5'11". I know he I, does. Brock, Brock Purdy is he does not 5'11". Look, uh, look it up. 5'10". Look it up while I'm, while I'm wow, 5'10 and 5'11", way different. No, and no, that's fine. I didn't realize. I didn't know. And someone, I did see, remember, I told you guys to go and find Kirk Benkert and shame him. He said if Brock Purdy was 6'4 and could throw a 70-yard pass uh, standing still, you would say he was the MVP. Um, but okay. So right Brock Purdy, but right see now, the one thing I worry about this is that, are they going to, is this going to be a grueling game? Adam well, Thielen, you think, I don't know. Right. So the pass, I mean, it's gotta be a shootout. They so got to the pass, pass it a lot. I don't, I don't dislike this. Uh, they says, okay. But JJ said Purdy six one. I'm going to be real with you. I don't fucking believe he's it. He's not no 5'10", bro. I promise you he's not. not one. I, I don't care. Let's go to this. Adam so you Thielen. like Adam Thielen on no, the more know. on the uh, more than? I, I, I don't know yet. So 68 past, and a half? His, Easy. His, his past three games in a row, he's made it over 68.5. What? Are they going to be like, oh, we forgot? Are they going to forget about him? Well, and be like, oh. <laughs> And Tony, on your little chart that you brought up or that you had in the presentation, uh, the the Dolphins' defense, for as explosive as their uh, offense is, their defense isn't necessarily quite on par. They got Xavier Howard still, right? Isn't yeah. he still good? Aren't they just so going? Aren't you just so going to put him on? I don't know. I'm I'm like on this as I just don't like picking Panthers right now. What I would like to do is this is let's go back real quick. Just and I know it's late and we we should have gotten to this way earlier. Let's go back to the board. I'm not gonna make my decision on Adam Thielen yet. Let's make a big let's make a five picker and do a flex. Yeah, and do a flex. We'll do a flex. All right, you, you want me to keep Adam Thielen there? For right now. I might tell you to take it away. I want you All to right. go back to the board. Let's go back to let's try some yeah, let me let's go to something right. different. Let's yeah, go to pass rush and receiving touchdowns. I like this. Go to the pass rush receiving touchdowns. 
Pass rush. Third, right. Yeah. Yep. Let's see what that is. Kelsey won. We're worried about him. Pacheco. Who's got Derek Henry? Is that right? Who's he playing? Walker. He ain't done much lately. Oh, let uh, me tell Kenneth you what. Walker. I like since, I like my boy Trav. I tell you that. Against Andy. Trav's been balling, man. You know what? Nope. Just go ahead and put Tyreek. Just put Tyreek Hill, bro. That's a given. What you think yeah. CJ Henderson gonna stop this motherfucker? Done. That's a that's a oh more. yeah we're playing Carolina yeah that's a more that's a that's a wrap bro that's a wrap that's easy let's go back up let's go back up let's pick some others we're doing a flex pick this week because I always get into so right now um right now I'm at one I got four right now yeah and I don't love the Thielen one but I don't hate it uh, let's look at interceptions is Bryce Young on a the only thing that sucks about this, and I feel like such a turncoat, Mo. If I pick Bryce, oh, uh, everybody's gonna uh, fucking uh, come at you. Uh, All right, let's no not pick Bryce. Don't worry. Let's just look at what who's got who is who's that else uh, is. No, Bryce ain't even an option, so don't yeah, worry. It's still early in the week. No, right no, now. we don't like that. I don't like those. Let's go back to rushing yards, maybe. Who are rushing attempts? Where you see that? Uh, pass rush yards. Yeah. What is rushing? Oh, they only Pacheco. have Pacheco. Right ah, that's too high for me. Um, pass attempts. Oh, I wonder if Bryce is up in there because we might throw the ball a lot. No, dude, it's still right now. It's Tuesday. We're early in the week right okay, now. Okay, but so. still, let's see who they say. Oh, it's just yeah, Russell. All they have is Russell Wilson. Oh, I don't think he throws that much. Um, I mean, he's playing Kansas How about City, receptions? Though. Let's do receptions next. Only Courtland Sutton and Don't Jerry love it. Um, How about field goals? Let's see. Oh, Justin Tucker. Tennessee. Tennessee. But I'm still thirsty. I don't feel great about it. They haven't been scoring a lot. Don't feel don't great. Really All right. What do we got right now? Let's look at what we got. Right Let's now, just make these picks. Right now, I, I like have, more. Tyreek Hill to me, if you say less, then you're a dummy. No, 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 no. And I mean, Adam, Adam Thielen. Like, I don't love said, these like, picks. He's our number one. All right, all right, let's do it more. I like the less with Brock Purdy, but okay, it's your pick. To uh, 284 against the Panthers. He's just going to light it up or are they going to run it? Chat, help me out. Do I need to go more or less on Brock Purdy? Uh, need to help me out. How y'all feeling? Kev says white. Uh, Kev says Walker rushing yards. Check rushing yards. I mean, Walker. I saw that, but I don't know why. Like, what's so special about it? Because it's uh, Seattle. Who they play? Sixty-four. Yes, I like that too. Yep. I like that. The last time I listened to Kev, it did not go well, bro. Well, guess what? Last time I let his mother listen to me, it didn't go well. <laughs> um, let's take that one. And I want to get rid of, I got one. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to get rid of that Purdy one, but just add it. Why don't you just add it? And we do all of them. So. Yeah. I like the more on that. And then flex it with 200. 20. I like that. Let's do it. Prize picks. The number one place to play fantasy, daily fantasy football sports. Use the promo code C3. They're going to give you a 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit. 
up to $100. You put in $100, they give you $100. But you got to use that C3. And you got to go and hang out with us. You talk about prize picks. You hang out with us. We discuss all this. We win together. We lose together. We don't lose. Anytime we start losing, we just bet on G-Baby's life. It's called the (laughs) WMBA. The WMBA. All right. uh, Can we go? And we're going to finish these calls out. I would say just a few more, but we got a couple more. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm about to put on plus half speed. Uh, For Cody, I saw the... I saw the tweets on Twitter saying you ain't a Panthers fan, you ain't this, but hating on you. Man, don't listen to them. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate what y'all do. You're a good person, bro. You're, you're a genuine, honest Panthers fan. I appreciate what you do, man. Thanks, Keep you, doing man. you and don't listen to the haters. Now, I'm fucking Scott Fitt. I fucking hate <laughs> this guy so much. Like, his moves just reek incompetence. He's so fucking trash. Just reeks incompetence. When you look at the running back, we signed Miles Sanders for fucking $25 million. You know who we could have got? Instead of DJ Johnson, 25-year-old project, we could have drafted Devon A-Chain. Yes, one pick four, four picks was, later Zavala, than DJ Johnson. Ever, or guards ever. Roshan Johnson was the next pick. And a wide receiver, you got rid of our only wide receiver. And Thielen's been good, but rest of, you know, Hurst, Chark, everyone else we brought has been horrible. Maybe besides Von Bell. Von Bell and Thielen, everyone else has been horrible. Like, I don't understand how we still jump. He needs to be fired today, bro. What are we taking for? We have nothing to tank for. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Good call, like, man. Thank you so much. Great call. Let's go to the next one. Thanks for the support, Thanks too, Steph brother. Um, this is that. I now think, I mean, seeing all of everything kind of um, coming to fruition, uh, especially this week with all of the clips and going back and, people finding things of, of Tepper saying things before the draft and and after the draft and then Frank's uh, kind of not speech, but when he was talking about Tepper and how there's two types of owners, I mean, he physically puts his hand up and is like, stay away. And I think he wants Tepper to stay away, but that's not what's happening. Tepper kind of went the opposite way that he did with rule where he gave rule the keys to the kingdom. And then um, it looks like he wants to want to be a lot more and in, involved in, in this uh, offense well, in this, in this coaching staff and everything. Uh, I do think Frank did want CJ. It seems pretty apparent from the videos they took where he's, I mean, he's smiling big and taking phone videos. Um, I think, I think Tepper strong armed, um, GM to take Bryce. And I think Frank might be a little deflated. And, um, I think he's, he's not trying. It doesn't look like he's trying as hard as, as he probably could be. But the other problem there is that he's too calm about all the, the errors. And I think that's trickling down to like the leadership and things I like that. I think he's defeated more than um, calm. And then, of course, you saw them playing ping pong. Oh, After the losses, the we're kind of thinking, what the hell? Maybe do something else. I don't know. Focus on the loss. Um, I got 72% win Dolphins, um, and then 70% Texans win, and 67% with the That's Colts. That's wild. Although Think about this. AR was going to play. Now so it's going to go we'll up. I'm sure it's going to go up on my boy, man, too. In percentages, depending on how we do this week. Anyway, that's stats um, running a bazillion models. Counting, I guess. 
And all the models are saying we see what we're seeing. Next call. Yo, it's my chocolate espresso. Uh, I'm hearing that Tepper overruled all the coaches and and wanted Bryce. My question is, what's the point of hiring an offensive guru and this offensive like super team if you're not going to listen to him? There's no fucking point to it. Hey, this guy knows a lot about coach and a lot about quarterbacks. He played quarterback. That's real smart. Because he's a billionaire, man. You don't listen to nobody. It's like being and, a wife. Listen, for the people blaming Frank Wright's play calling, listen, I don't like Frank Wright's play calling. You know, I've been, you know, through the off season, I didn't want Frank Wright at all. But at the same time, we are minus four in turnover differentials. We have eight turnovers to four takeaways. You're not going to win games, bro. When you when you get three turnovers to zero, you're not winning games. That's just fact. This play calling has nothing to do with Miles Sanders throwing the ball or Bryce throwing interceptions or fumbling. And, yes, he does have a turnover problem. Cody's right on that. He needs to fix it. He will fix it. I believe in it. But, fuck. 0-5. I mean, we complain about weapons. He needs weapons. He needs weapons. We traded him all away. And we knew we oh my had God. to I'm so tired. Oh, you're right. We traded back. Randy Moss sure. away. We knew it. We had to take whatever we can get. We had to beg on Thielen here, which, by the way, fucking baller. Hasn't dropped the pass. Has more yards per catch, like after. Best ping pong DeAndre player Hopkins. on the team. Less drops than DeAndre Hopkins. He's been killing it. And has anybody even but, heard DeAndre Hopkins' yeah, I mean, name? Brian and, and right I haven't seen him nowhere. 13 pressures, which is 35th in the league. But he's like top 10 in sacks. He's eighth, I believe. Brian so, Barnes is missing, means, bro. But it's not good that he's only getting like what one good pressure or one good pass rush a game. I don't know. But that's my thoughts. Uh, peace. Look at this. Uh, we'll go to the next call. Max Crosby, though, coming off a game of his life or killing ass, beating ass. Yeah. He's leading the league and all this shit. He said this. Um, this is what I was born to do, baby. And you know what? He's like, nah, I ain't taking Max Crosby numbers. They inferior to me. Max Crosby. What's up, said, okay, this is a quick part. To- Part two for Cody and JJ. Oh my god! I don't know what you guys want me to say, man. I really don't. Okay, say you're if sorry. It's true, Frank Rice didn't want Bryce Young. He wanted CJ Shroud. Guess what? He also wanted Derek Carr, according to Joe Person, another washed-up mid-tier retread. Just because he wanted yeah, CJ Shroud, no, to make then you think of him any higher. Quarterback. Listen, I've admitted, Bryce hasn't played good. He's one of the problems. I still think he's a major. He's not the major problem. We've had problems, major problems before he even got here that we all knew about. So what does this do, Cody? This theory doesn't do anything for anyone. Like it doesn't. If you're pissy wit that we didn't pick C.J. Stroud and that quote unquote. Why did you think that that not matters organizationally? Which everyone knew. Thomas Brown. Everyone knew that he was five ten. 
195 pounds and he still went number one overall. If you're upset that he's our quarterback and we didn't get Stroud and Reich wanted this guy, then go get it. Go be a Texans fan. Enter the it's, transfer it's portal. It's a lame we'll argument, a dude. Stroud jersey. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a lame we'll argument. Fans at this rate, anyways. Like you're letting this shit get too. You're 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 caring too much about this, man. Like, come on. You're man. not caring not enough. Serious. I just don't get why y'all act like I'm not understanding that Bryce hasn't played good. Like, I've admitted that on every single catch. That's ball, not even the point. Free for all, I've said he hasn't been good. He hasn't lived up to being the truth. I also said I thought from the beginning he would become the truth over time. I didn't say any success was to be had this season. I still don't get where this narrative is coming from that, oh, you know, like, I, I don't want to admit that Bryce is playing bad because, um, you know, it's his deficiencies or a laundry I've admitted Bryce has played bad. I don't know what else you guys want me to say. I'm not in the front office. I don't get paid millions of dollars anyways. Guess what? I'll tell you what I would have done if I was in the front office, though. I would have tanked, naturally got Bryce Young, kept our offensive weapons, which, by the way, Cody Lack, said that CMC and DJ Moore replaceable. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. If you're going to draft Brian Burns, positions. by the way, that's what I would have done. I would have put weapons around Bryce Young, then see maybe, you know, if he would play better, which he probably would. Again, he hasn't lived up to the number one pick type. I don't know what you guys want me to say. Just be happy that CJ Shroud's in a competent organization and you didn't have to deal with this shit show. Anthony from Charlotte, this is my part two. Keep pounding. So, Anthony, this is what you're missing. It has nothing to do with the way Bryce is playing. It has nothing to do with the way CJ is playing. It doesn't help the optics. But what you're missing is is that David Tepper came out of pocket more than any other owner would for this specific coaching staff. He thought that these were going to be the men to deliver this team to the promised land. And you're going to tell me it's not at all a big deal that Rich Eisen and Adam Schefter have heard multiple rumors that the coaching staff that we have in the building didn't want the quarterback that we moved up to number one to take? Bro, what are you smoking on? If you don't think that is a big deal and something worth talking about, then, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. It points to the fact that our owner is forcing his football ideals and opinions onto the coaching staff that he just brought in to write this ship. Dude, that is red flags all over it, man. All over it. And it's a big time deal. Next call. Hey, guys, it's John B. Jenkins. And, man, I just want to say how much I appreciate you guys. Because <laughs> I think at this point, I'm probably more a fan of the C3 Panthers podcast and <laughs> knowing all my friends and everybody out here Community, on the show. And then I am of actually watching the damn team we all root for. I, I mean, it's tough. I, I, love I mean, it. I, I live you, and die John. with the Panthers. They're my team. Don't get me wrong. But I guess the years of Matt Rule has just desensitized me to hope. Just <laughs> expecting anything out of this team at this point. I don't know. We're 0 5. But. I still get excited when I see that notification pop up for YouTube that says C3 Panther Podcast is playing. So I just wanted to call in and say that 
I'm Tony, Cody, Greg, DK. I mean, all of you, all you guys, all you guys out in the chat. You're you're great, and I love you guys. Thanks, you're my fan. Love you, man. So let's all just keep pounding. I'm sure we're gonna turn this thing around. We'll be I mean, here. This is our team. We can't give up on them. But I'm just glad I got to. I get to go through this with all you guys. Let me take this. Call. So let's keep pounding. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll listen in. Jim Ursay got a lot of shit for saying to Jonathan Taylor that the NFL will be here when he's not. Well, guess what? Whether you like any of our positions on any player, whether you think uh, uh, Bryce Young is going to be the truth or not, whether or not uh, Frank Wright works out or doesn't, C3 Panthers podcast is going to be here, baby. Always. And we do it because that, that right there, because you know what is that? That's the only, that's what gets us through. We have created and not we, it's not just, we have like made this and it doesn't exist. We are a community. I don't want to be like, Oh, I did this. You did that. But, but, but no, your energy, your effort, your time, that right there. Again, I didn't know what to say about this show tonight. Cody, you got nervous. You were like this. You messaged us in the chat, and I was just getting on the computer. He's like, oh, I got to I gotta cook up, put up everything together. I was like, don't worry, baby. Don't Damn worry. Much. I didn't even say nothing. I wasn't going to say nothing. I was going to do nothing. I was like, I already set that. I just set the show up. I just did the thumbnail. I'm up to fuck with all of this. But guess what? We're sitting here looking. I'm scouring the fucking internet. Like, what the fuck? Where am I putting this? This and that. It's 12.08, and we still got calls to go. We got shit to do, man. That's because y'all are the best. Let's go. Yo, yo. What's up, C3? It's MDJ365. My man, what's up? MDJ, what's up, brother? All the time. You probably seen me or heard me on some other podcasts. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everywhere where there's Panther fans. Get get after it. I got a theory. I just, I just want to throw it out there. I want it to be heard. I hope this happens. Uh, I just want y'all to tell me if y'all would like that or if y'all think it's possible or, you know. So I say, I know. you know, Steve Wilson in San Francisco. Oh, no. I think he, he wins a, a Super Bowl with San Francisco as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think David Tepper nope. crawls on his knees and asks him to come back home. No way. And coach the Carolina Panthers. I hope this happens. I think Steve Wilson loves the team. He loves the city. The players love him. I think a lot of fans he might. He want might. him to be the coach. I think it's going to happen. What y'all think? Nah, he got done wrong. He got done wrong. He's in a lawsuit. He got a white coach fired, uh, uh, hired over him after all of the stuff with the lawsuits. No, David Tepper. I wouldn't come work for David Tepper. If I was Steve Wilson and I win a Super Bowl, I would just be like this. You know what? I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here with this great team. And I'm not saying that Steve Wilkes wouldn't be open to taking a head coaching opportunity, but no, I think, I don't think the Panthers did him in terribly wrong. I'm tired of the like, Oh, we could have had Steve Wilkes and Foreman talk. 
like that's the same as like I'm tired of saying we should we could pick so Stroud we could have like it might as well talk about bringing Cam Newton back talk. Um, it's just not what happened, and I don't think I think that bur- that bridge has been burnt. And not only do I think it's been burnt, I just think it wouldn't be healthy for anybody. I don't think it would be healthy for the Panthers to be like that. I don't think it would be healthy for the league. You think the NFL is going to let them do that? No. I imagine the, the, the league might as well just settle. I mean, if you're Steve Wilkes, you probably want to go to a different organization. I mean, uh, if, no. if you're hiring, I want to stay with the 49ers. Fuck that. I want to stay and win championships. In I mean, 10 if he years. wants to be a head coach in his career, then you got to go where the opportunities are. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. It's the girl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. Yeah. First of all, I've been saying, I think it was last week's post game. I said, yeah, dude, they wanted Stroud. Like, I said that. And then Cody agreed with me. And then we moved to the next call, I guess. I think that's what happened, but I know I said it and we moved to the next call. But I mean, if you want and done Frank Reich, I was thinking about this at work today. If you want and done Frank Reich, the league respects Frank, okay? Mm. Frank may not be having the best year right now. No one's saying that. Matter of fact, people say the opposite. He's having, like, probably one of the worst years of his coaching career right now. The worst. If not the worst. But the league has respect for the man. If David Tepper, and by extension, Scott Fitterer, who's David Tepper's pussy-ass yes-man. Little bitch. Anyway. (laughs) But David Tepper threw him. If they won and done Frank Reich, the league is going to have a problem No, they're not. No one's going to want to come here. No coach is going to want to come here. We saw what you did to our man Frank. Why would we come and let you do that to us? You paid no, his ass. You paid him a billion dollars and said sorry. We know, we know said, your hands going to be armed deep in the pot. So that's what you're going to get if you want to done Frank Reich. And for Bill Belichick, like Rich Eisen was saying, or he wasn't really suggesting. No, no, no. That was the, we didn't mean for that to Frank get out. Frank Reich for Bill Belichick, really. I think Bill Belichick has Alzheimer's right now because he's coaching like a fucking idiot. I mean, he knows better than the shit that he's coaching right now. Thirty-four to nothing, twice with, uh, against Two weeks in the uh, 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 against the Saints, who aren't a good team. Come on, dude! You, no, we're no. I'm not hiring Bill Belichick. I think I would quit being a fan if they hired Bill Belichick. Oh my! Oh honestly. yeah. But, no, um, don't Bill worry. Belichick that was, was not what we meant. We, I wish I would have cut that out. Kyle Shanahan's the real greatest coach in football. Round, 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 round. All right, next call. Only two more. I would say only two more, but it's twelve thirteen. I know I called already, but I'll be quick. Um, he said I'll be quick. This is a three-minute call. The listen. The homework assignment for this week is to go watch that Cam RG three interview through the whole totality of it and listen to all. I of don't it. want to hear Cam because anymore. it does 
start to answer some a lot of questions that uh, we always kind of wondered about with the organizational structure and Tepper and and how that looked before and after. And it's very, very valuable to uh, to listen to those kinds of things, bounce off our G3 and, and have both their opinions on it. And, of course, Cam had insight, direct knowledge of, of a lot of this kind of stuff. And he's the type of person, he's not going to just make shit up to appease anyone. He's We can tell, we know he's pretty flat out going to be real as shit about stuff. Um, Especially his And I think dick. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'll add one more thing. To clarify the context of the of what I put in earlier about Cam talking about the playbook, it kind of Tony, you kind of did what you said right after reading that comment, kind of validated this even more so, simplifying. And Cam was talking about if you watch this thing, Cam was talking about how complicated that they were making the playbook for things where just not necessarily playbook itself, but like the the word call the names i of agree with this the it's, plays and like yeah, you don't need to have so this dumb, convoluted why yeah. gun trips left alert alert on like all this extra bullshit where they started to simplify and use like one word terminology for things which I if you look at it smart, there's a period. couple times i mean it's often that we've seen things where the play call comes into bryce that like 28 seconds already off the clock or something like that on the play off the play clock and Bryce is fumbling around. They got to call a timeout and I don't know. And then I guess the other last thing to mention is that it's kind of, I mean, it's, it should be so clear as day right now that Frank needs to just step down from the play calling. But here's the thing. Can't do it. Why dude. not even just try it for one fucking game? Because we're already, you can't we, we go lost back. all That's five like games. We're, I mean, you know, how much worse could it possibly be? Why is he so stubborn? Why can't he just be like, all right, you know what? Let's try one game. Let's, let's give it a shot and see what happens. I think it'd work out well because Because he'd get to stick to only, you know, having to call the damn timeouts and throw the challenge flag and say whether or not we're going for two points or one point on, uh, on conversions. But other than that, I mean, he, I think it would take some stress. Then he wouldn't have to know who's in the fucking, game and not which uh, call which uh, no, calls or you know you're leaving right. Terrace Marshall out. I think you're right about this is just overall that right now is I think the mistakes that are coming from Frank Reich are coming from him trying to be a head coach and a play caller at the same time. Yeah. And it's like I'm trying to manage the game. I'm trying to do all this and that is complicated. It's very difficult. But again, I just think it's like this is once you started Bryce, you got to stick with him. Once you took is, and we should, and if this was a concern about this is Frank Reich should have made Thomas Brown, the play caller from the beginning and then taking the play calls away from him. You can't give it to him. Then you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired because if it goes worse, you're getting fired anyway. Right. If it goes any better, then you aren't part of the solution. I think it's an untenable situation. You have to stick with it. You've dug your, you dug the trench like Greg. You got to stick with it. And you got to hope that your trench is right. Last call of the night. And we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to ice up these mugs. No, no, no. Apparently I got oh, to call God, back JJ. because this, this, 
some horse shit for DJ Moore, man. Why do y'all always just want to compare him to Randy Moss? You were the one that compared him to Randy Moss. No, I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to this. (laughs) Should we listen to it? You know what's hilarious? I did I'll not compare no, him to no, Randy listen, you know, so like, I'll leave it up to you. Oh, by the way, I'm, I needed to do this. Nirvash donated $10. Oh my uh, I, uh, he said, I hate that I see almost no emotion from Franco Bryce that has the effect on other players. If you don't have inspirational leaders, that's a handicap for the team. And then JJ, he put left another call. Uh, talk DJ again, but also I stuck myself right. at the end, so play okay. the whole All right. call. All right, we'll play it. All right, fine, just because of that. Y'all want to be like, but he's not Ray anymore. What the fuck? Like, what is that? Why is that that? Wh- that's what y'all want to say <laughs> to bring down when I mentioned we lost our best player this past season. I agree. Season. I agree. And we lost a real wide receiver one that we was holding back. You know, I, I just... I'll never understand why the DJ more disrespect. And uh, like Tony was immediately like, is he better than Steve Smith? Nobody said he was better than Steve Smith. You so said he like, was better than fucking Randy Moss. Go out of your way to chip and disrespect and just throw DJ more under the bus to he's the quiet guy who doesn't do all this celebrating and this and that. He was the most classy. But yeah, we just, Fucking, I don't, I don't know. It's just okay to bash him, even though he was our best player for like several years. And yeah, easily our most it's consistent. Bad, it's better than Randy Moss. You're right. From a week to week basis, but it's it's whatever, man. You know, he's on a new team. He's about to have a career year in another dog shit situation. But hey, hey, it's cool. Tony's gonna sit there and be like, yo. He had 150 yards in wide open grass. It's true. Jesus Christ. Just I wonder why he was in game. wide open grass. Because the fucking they didn't defend tackle. him. Maybe because he made a high point catch over his defender. Maybe because he's a Best great yard catch receiver. I don't know. Anything outside of crediting DJ Moore is Tony's method of logic and thinking. Because crediting DJ Moore is impossible for him. But yeah, you know, ice up to you. And, and white chocolate. You damn right. I'm gonna ice, ice myself me for up. Oh. Talking all that shit this off season about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's still that man. He's playing like he's two. That's why like we had to listen two, to this shit. Younger by the day, honestly. Like that man's been putting in work. Granted, yeah. he's been force fed, but hey, it is what it is. Keep pounding C three. Thielen, Thielen been balling this year and arguably is our best player. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Man, this mug just said this. He wanted to apologize for insulting Adam Thielen. But then he's like, Tony, I didn't say he's better than Randy. You fucking said Randy. <laughs> That's it, man. JJ, you're young, hey, you're young, out, young, young buck. Shout bro. out to JJ and Anthony, the young guns keeping us on our toes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, no, no. Somebody in the chat says, who is DiCaprio Boodle? Oh, I I love that dude. He was in Titanic. <laughs> that's the same, uh, we didn't that's get the, the same dude, this. right? We didn't do it, but this is DiCaprio booty. <laughs> <laughs> DiCaprio booty. I like how this. I like how if you use Canva and you put in booty, it's black girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Totally. No, no, uh, the oh, but you ain't got a problem with that coded language. Oh, oh well, yeah, maybe, maybe she's that's a, not coded. That's maybe, maybe she's Latina too. Uh, you're yeah, right. Maybe, you're right. Maybe she got um, some of them, uh, them look, refried beans buns. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. Usually we hit the news, but here, I want to say this, is we got some merch. Um, JJ, shut the hell up. <laughs> you can check that Panther Pickle shirt out at CarolinaCatChronicles.com. You can find the information in the show notes. If you're listening on iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, make sure you smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, give us a rating. The podcast mug, the C3 Panthers podcast mug is dope. The podcast shirt is great. All of these are next level shirts. And how about this, JJ? You make me fucking sick. The G-Baby line is out there. Check that out. G-Baby quiet. G-Baby missing in action. Don't forget the Falcons acquired Van Jeff- Jefferson, the guy that some people think we should have traded for. And look, rental, rental, rental. Who cares? The Falcons out there trying to win the division. We ain't. Don't worry. Uh, some injuries out there. James Conner. Uh, good news for the Carolina Panthers that they don't have to face Devon at uh, Achane. Achane. Oh, uh, A-Chain. 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 Oh, dude, that's even a doper name. We should have drafted that motherfucker. I know. He's like a sprinter-level dude. Um, But sadly, we got to deal with seven other sprinter-level guys on that team. Um, Max Crosby doing his thing more than Brian Burns. Uh, Justin Jefferson hamstring uh, not feeling so great. And that's it. Um, Now it's to the Ice Up Picks, the longest-running segment on the Longest-Running Panthers podcast. When I say the Longest-Running Panthers podcast, we are three and a half hours into this bitch, and we ain't even hit the latest segment. We're rushing through shit. We even hit our all our topics that we wanted to talk about, but we are going to ice some fools up. Cody, let's ice these mugs up. JJ should be my pick. Ice up, son. Ice up, son. This is the time where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get together. It is our homage to Steve Smith. Anyone is fair game. This goes from uh, football to outside of football to personal life. I've iced up myself to my wife to a 12-year-old in Oklahoma. I guess I got to ice up a 19-year-old in Illinois or wherever JJ is, but he's going to... I'm going to let him Louisville. I'm going to let him off the hook. Cody, you got one. I only got one. So I, I want had, you to go and then I'll ping pong off of you. I got one and that's it. All right. Well, I, I, I've got two. So I'll that's do great. one. And CK, if you've got one, let me know or let us yeah. know. Um, so one shout out to just uh, mine is a theme, right? Shout out to tough women uh, doing it big. But also, this bodyguard probably needs a change of profession. Also, look at how cold what this dude says is to this girl. It's in Russian. She says, what did you say? And then he says, probably something about your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And he says it's so cold-blooded, but watch what happens next. Oh shit! Fucking judo tossed his ass. 
Damn, that bitch ain't fucking around. Don't talk about her teeth. Ice up up that guy's hip. Yeah, so to that uh, security guard uh, who got me. That was not a security guard. That was her husband. No, the guy that she flipped. That was was her husband. He was sitting on the couch beside her. Okay. No, 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 no. The guy came from okay. offset to try and okay. get her guy sent me man. Uh, right. Yeah, but to him, you probably need to find a new profession, homeboy. Ice up, son. All right. Uh, CK, you got one? Um, yeah, mine's just, mine's a bit of a downer, but I mean, I'm just going to uh, throw it out there. I don't know uh, if you guys have watched any of the footage from uh, the uh, invasion from Hamas on Israel. Um, it's uh, absolutely despicable. Um, and so I'm icing up uh, Hamas and the invaders in Israel because um, I don't know that in my life I've seen, you know, at least myself, seen anything more evil than what I saw uh, in those videos that uh, that happened there. So I'm icing up uh, that uh, shitstorm that, you know, could very well start a uh, another geopolitical war. Oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. All right, my ice up is a little less frightening than that, but actually terrifying. Terrifying. Um, this guy is at Billy Hot Takes. He tweets this out. This was uh, October 9th, two days ago. He said, the meat's talking tonight, and it's got an, an well, he fucking didn't use an. He used a important message. After three weeks of having a guy, he does not know. Somebody's got to tell this mug that when you follow um, the word a or am with a vowel, it's going to be an an. So the meat's talking tonight, and I'm going to read it the correct way. The meat's talking tonight, and it's got an an important message. After three weeks of having a, a acupuncture needle in my ear, having zero allergic reactions to dairy or bacon i can finally eat red meat again without the fear of an allergic reaction I got it right there the lone star tick that bit me and gave me alpha gal syndrome a red meat allergy didn't win i'm back eating red meat let the meat talk and show i've ne- i'm never taking red meat for granted again i've even seasoned it a little Crazy that an allergist was like, you'll never eat red meat again, but the acupuncturist got me right. Well, bro, what you got wrong was cooking this steak with no salt and pepper on this motherfucker. That's where my ice up comes. He said, I even seasoned it a little bit. What the fuck? You didn't season it a little bit. You didn't season it at all. I see like you looked at it and said, I want to season you. And that meat looked back at you, back at you and said, Oh, you miss me, and now you want to do me wrong like that? Salt and pepper, motherfucker. Salt and pepper. First step with any, really with any cooking, period. But damn, to under-season this meat like this is criminal. I say ice up. Uh, Ice up. Uh, Uh, I will will say that doesn't even look marinated either, so it's not even like you can use that as an excuse. Salt and pepper and sear. Salt, yeah. pepper, sear. Salt, pepper, sear. So uh, there's a theme of uh, of women on mine tonight. One, <laughs> one was 
tough women. Uh, was what, so one was a super tough woman. And uh, this involves women who think they are much tougher than they actually are. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, let me show you. I got the oh, volume. Guys. Today, we're going to be eating the Carolina Reaper pepper. These are the world's hottest peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're not even ready. Show us your boobs. Show us your boobs. Show us your boobs. <laughs> I still want to see these girls' tits. Even <laughs> though... <laughs> it's still burning. She's just sitting here drooling. She's drooling. Holy shit. Lay back. Are you okay? No, no she's going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> Holy Please show us your boobs. <laughs> Oh, Damn, I didn't think I hurt that bad. Yes, it does. Not good. This is not See? fucking good. <laughs> you tick tock okay? motherfuckers. You feeling any better? Uh, oh, <laughs> what is on her face? Like an orthodontist mask? Yeah, no, she has like a BiPAP on or something. <laughs> wow, dude. Hey, That's... listen. Hey, hey, you mess with the bull. You get the horns, man. Uh, this video would have been better if you showed us your tits, still. Um, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. We're here, whether you are or not. Actually, you're here, motherfuckers. If you're listening, you hear me, you the best. You the best. No ice up to you. No ice up to you. You're the crew. But, guys, we've got a bunch of weeks ahead of us. And when I say a bunch of weeks ahead of us, we've got how many more games? 12 more games? Too many. 12 more games, but don't worry. I would say don't worry. You think that's scary? These motherfuckers, these guys right here are going to be here every Tuesday, Friday night for the rest of your lives, bitch. Come on. C3 Panthers podcast. Smash the thumbs up. Subscribe. You see the handles at cat underscore chronicles at Cody Lack at Codizzle underscore Allen. Cody Lack, take us out of here, my man. See you nation. Until next time, keep pounding. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.